I denounce you. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Thursday, January 27, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 273. This is No Agenda. Enjoying my Sputnik moment here at the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center, Gitmo Nation West. In the People's Republic of Southern California, yay in the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where it appears as if, <clears throat> excuse me, spring has sprung, but it hasn't really. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. You think after all the time, all the time we spend getting ready to go hit it, that you'd clear your throat. I, my throat is, I've got the congestion. <laughs> you know, it's like I pee, we had the fat bitch singing, we've got all kinds of stuff going on. It's like, ugh. You've had uh, you've had some uh, some throat it, issues. You know, for and a the while. other thing is, like now, it's like ah. it speaks up on you. Yeah, it's yeah. <coughs> is, is that you what know, I have to look to forward to? Is that what it, is that what happens? Is that what, it, what becomes of you? Sorry, never mind. In the morning, John. Uh, in the morning to you, and in the morning to all ships at sea, feet on the ground and uh, feet uh, rolling up on shore. Right. Let's <laughs> let's say boots on the ground, wings in the skies, foots in the oceans, checks in the mail, bakers in the kitchens, dung in the pit. Astronauts manning the moon and Mars base stations, hams on the air, and human resources everywhere. And, of course, uh, those in the chat room, noagendastream.com, uh, all charged up and ready to go exactly the way their government loves them. And we're happy to see y'all. And uh, the stream seems to be, I think, I guess we're in business now. And we have Good. A little issue. Yeah. So it yeah. Uh, it's, it there's only like a million human resources working on it, which is awesome. So uh, it seems as if uh, we there was a piece of news this week. Really, I, I there was. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Some guy named Obama gave a speech. Oh, that guy. Right. Yeah. Um, it, so just so people understand, here's how it works. John and I never speak to each other ever uh, in between shows. But you know that, you know, I know that you're watching the State of the Union address. For those of you who don't know what happened, we have, our president does, uh, it's supposed to be at least once a year. I think he does it once a year. Thank you, my love. love. <laughs> you're welcome. John says, you're welcome. Um, so he does a, a speech and he tells us uh, about the state of our union. It's like yeah. how we're doing. It's like how we're doing. And... Um, but instead, he gave a campaign speech. Yes, he did. <laughs> the first thing that I know is, did you know that Clarence Thomas doesn't show up for that anymore? He's a oh, Supreme, you know, he's Supreme Court trouble. judge. Well, he's in big trouble, but I, I so I, I Googled it and said, why wasn't Clarence Thomas there? He didn't show up last time either. He doesn't oh. show up for the brother, which is really weird. Oh, he's in big trouble. He's like a federal crime because he didn't report his wife's income or something. Yeah. I mean, that's not not to mention the long dong silver thing, which no one seems to bring up anymore. I don't know why don't why, why doesn't anyone bring that up? That was that was that was good times. Yeah, I don't know. Beyond me, <laughs> so beyond obvious. me, it's so obvious. So the State of the Union uh, that was kind of fun. Uh, see, one of our uh, so anyway, what I was saying is uh, so we don't talk to each other, but then I know John's watching. John knows I'm watching. And we, and then we start texting back and forth like a couple of kids, <laughs> seriously, like teenagers, <laughs> like oh brother, oh now he's doing stand up. Ah, what is this? Oh, but uh, some interesting things uh, mentioned. For instance, uh, we're going to have another website. Yeah, apparently they really <laughs> love putting up websites. But it it was like such a repeat, such a you know we're freezing spending, which he promised the last time. Uh. 
uh, we're going to have a, a, a freaking website so we can uh, read uh, everything, which, of course, was one of the big campaign promises and uh, was a lie. We didn't get. In no- fact, while you're at it, let's uh, run the clip, which does a little of this pre-analysis or post-analysis, the John Thune clip, which mentions some of these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we'll go from there. Remains to be seen. I mean, what he proposed was a freeze in spending for five years. But remember, last year he proposed a three-year freeze in spending, which we never saw. And there were a lot of things in the speech tonight that were similar to things that he made in his speech that he said in his speech a year ago. Right. He talked about free trade agreements with Korea, right. Colombia, Panama, and how we needed to get those trade agreements why enacted. Didn't we have, why didn't we? I, I went back and read his speech from last year, and I saw the three years. What is is this uh, CNN? What is George John Thune on? Thune is a, a representative from South Dakota no, on, the, no, no, uh, what channel? On, on What's Her Name show. Well, that's what I want to know. Which show was uh, what's it? Her, you know, the, the, uh, what the, 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 <laughs> this Fox woman who's uh, had the facelifts. Oh, uh, Greta. 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 Reason I saw the trade agreements. Uh, why didn't those things happen? Well, I think part of it is it takes presidential leadership. And I, we always said that, you know, don't, don't judge people by what they say, judge them by what they do. And I think the president says a lot of the right things and rhetorically gets up and it sounds good. It sounded good tonight, many of the things that he said. But the, the real proof is, does he follow through and will there be action to support the rhetoric? Well, no, of course not. Because uh, he didn't follow through the first time. But no, he did, but it, he did uh, get his buddy's Facebook and Twitter in there. That was kind of good. He uh, put that in there. And and um, what was it? Uh, by 2035, which John... Unfo- yeah, what is this? Unfortunately, it's like a wine salesman. Unfortunately, you may no yeah, longer be with us. wine today, by 2035, <laughs> you might be able to drink it. How? Let me see. 20, oh, dude. I mean, I, I hope you're still with us then, but you may not witness all the electric cars. You just might not be a part of it. Which sucks. I mean, when you listen to that, it, it's almost like now that I'm getting older and you have to fill something out on the on the interwebs, you got to fill out your birth date and you have to scroll all the way down. <laughs> you know, don't you hate that? It's like it used to be, and it's, especially on iPhone, you got that little wheel for your date and you got to, ah, 64, there it is. It's, it's, it's horrible. And I'm thinking 2035, man, I'm going to be 70? <laughs> And I'll yeah, still well, be working. Be dri- you'll be driving an electric car, kind of like it'll be a golf cart. <laughs> and I still won't be retired because we'll have to continue oh, to work. Oh, yeah, no, you won't be retired. You're going to get screwed. So, of course, uh, the thing that really pissed me off was a, a very clever play on words. Very clever play, but extremely annoying. As you know, we have uh, completely assassinated the lie that don't ask, don't tell has been repealed. And everyone's acting like, uh, if you're gay, go ahead and say it. <clears throat> in the military. Yeah, <clears throat> of right. course, Good uh, luck. You can't because the bill he signed expressly says nothing is repealed until it's been certified by the Joint Chiefs. And, 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 and there's no certification yet. And then you got to wait 60 days. And then he comes away. Did you notice this one use of the, you know, they have use a camera pool, which is all rigged. So they got these people that, you know, Obama's going to cite yeah. uh, in advance. But yeah. Did it's you like, notice when they mentioned the don't ask, don't tell, they have all these people clapping, but then they show the joint chief sitting yeah. there just <laughs> stiff. I know. They had a lot of uh, interesting um, but, but, direction going on. But I think that the joint chiefs guys never clap. And when, cause when they showed, they had something else that was positive about the, about the military and they didn't, then they wouldn't show them. I don't think they clap. I think it's part of their job not to clap. I, I think th- it's I, like, I think they should have, you know, when, when he, well, first let's hear what he said. And then let's talk about the non-response and the lie. Tonight, let us speak with one voice. 
in reaffirming that our nation is united in support of our troops and their families. Let us serve them as well as they've served us, by giving them the equipment they need, by providing them with the care and benefits that they have earned, and by enlisting our veterans in the great task of building our own nation. And here it comes. Our troops come from every corner of this country. They're black, white, Latino, Asian, Native American. And they are Christian and Hindu, Jewish and Muslim. And yes, we know that some of them are gay. I thought that was a very interesting lineup. We go from uh, race to religion to sexuality in like the span of seven seconds. Starting this year, no American will be forbidden from serving the country they love because of who they love. So what a great play on words. Starting this year. Which, of course, when you are uh, hypnotized and you think that, that this actually this bill was repealed, oh, yeah, it's like he did that at the beginning of this year. That's right. It's awesome. But what he's saying is, starting this year, like it could be months from now, if at all. And let's clap. Woo! Woo! Here's where those, the Joint Chiefs should have thrown their hands up going, Woo! 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 <laughs> Listen, it just goes on and on and on and on. And with they that change, I they should have had the Joint Chiefs doing high fives. Yeah. College campuses. And, but this was great. So now that if you're gay and you want to fight... To open their doors to our military recruiters and ROTC. That was weird. Now that's the time that if there was any moment that the Joint Chiefs would have clapped, that would have that been the been moment. A, yeah. Or we would have seen that they don't clap for anything, but they did not show them. No. But it was just like, because um, I was watching, I watched C-SPAN because, C-SPAN 2 actually, because C-SPAN 1 had, uh, you know, the whole, uh, they just turned the cameras on uh, early. C-SPAN 2 turns the cameras on and has the audio jacked up so you can really see what's going on. And, and Hillary with her, her, uh, her blue outfit, which is, you know, blue is the new red. Yeah, blue is the new red. That's interesting. You noticed that. Yeah, but you could also see, just like the uh, with the award shows, they had signs, like reserve, this is where this person's sitting, that person's sitting. So the cameras know who to cut to, because they've yeah. rehearsed it. They've rehearsed this. So uh, anyway, it, it was, uh, eh, meh, is what I'd say. Well, meh. there's a couple of things that were interesting, but let's take a look at the speech. The main, I, I caught the meme, as you know, early. Uh, and I did some research by running some text analyzers on the speech. Wait a minute. Text analyzers? Yeah, there's a bunch of them out there, and this one's, uh, this is one of them, a text analyzer. You take the speech, you can cut and paste it because it's available, and you drop it in the text analyzer, and you get to find out all kinds of cool stuff. Oh. Uh, the main meme, by the way, that kept cropping up oh, was, this is like win a- the future. Right, which Sarah Palin uh, correctly identified... I mean, I got a, I got a little clip here of Win the Future. Short clippy. Worth Play it. it. Well, speaking of last night, that was a tough speech to have to sit through and kind of try to stomach because the president is so <laughs> off base in his ideas on how it is that he believes government is going to create jobs. Obviously, government growth won't create any jobs. It's the private sector that can create the jobs. And his theme last night in the State of the Union was the WTF, you know, winning the future. <laughs> I thought that was cute. 
She yeah, fought. WTF. Well, we spotted that, too. Yeah, that's good. So anyway, he said win the future or winning the future or the future is ours to win, which is the only alternative where he actually used win and the future in the same sentence mm. 10 times during the speech oh. or once every 10 minutes. Uh, he also used the word future as a standalone <laughs> five times. <laughs> and... Uh, so he so the future was used fifteen times within the speech. Now is this how you deconstruct NLP? How we're being programmed with what he's saying? Does it, is that part I, of this? Well, it's, no. I well, that wasn't the idea. The idea was just to take a look at the uh, at at his complexity factors and some of the other things he had in the speech using a text uh, text textalizer, which is one of the uh, online programs that you can do this with. Anyway, the, you know what you know what the word count is for an hour speech. This speech ran one hour and one minute. Which, by the way, was less than the last speech, less time-wise. I think the last one was... Uh, 75 minutes. Oh, the last one was... say so Yes, 75 minutes, which is hour, uh, what, hour 15. Um, we also had one of our producers uh, give us a, uh, yeah, an analysis I, of I, the applause. Yeah, I, ha I have it right here. He says the applause, and he has the calculation uh, based upon the, the fact that this speech was a little bit shorter than uh, the 2010 speech. Uh, he says time wasted from applause was down 5% this year. And that's uh, Kevin uh, who did that. Great job. Yeah. yeah great job on. It's been increasingly that. down. And also, the ratings have been down from speech to speech. They're, they're down again. Well, he should go on Pierce Morgan. They both could benefit. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pierce Morgan, I didn't get the clip because I actually lost it. But there was a great clip. Pierce Morgan, they brought him in at the CNN, on the CNN desk <laughs> with uh, running by a Wolf Blitzer. And by the way, I, and I also listened to the sound quality of the different feeds. And I have a, one of the producers is into this. And uh, we've determined that pretty much that the, actually, actually the best sound in terms of just a good flat with, with dimensionality was actually CNN. Hmm. And the networks also sounded pretty decent. Right. But uh, C-SPAN was a little hollow, uh, but, but Fox. It, it, it is interesting that I switched right after um, the speech. I switched to ABC. As we know, um, the, there's a new director of news uh, whose sister is a special assistant to the president. So we know right. that uh, ABC News is compromised. Sure. And immediately, George Stepanopoulos was saying, this was more applause than ever. Well, we show well, that that's not yeah. true. So that was a lie. Yes. Yeah, because they're compromised. Duh. Yeah, no, and there's no analysis done. He's just saying that out of the blue. We had, had somebody, one of our producers, actually time it yeah. with a stopwatch. Yeah. And he f determined that this, there was less applause than ever. Um, I did love the, uh, uh, also 2035, John, I'm, I'm so sorry that you're not going to witness it, but... Uh, uh, All aboard, trains good, planes bad. Boy, he was laying it on heavy with the trains meme. Yeah, I noticed that, too. Well, anyway, let me get back to the analysis of the content itself. Now, by the way, what do you think in our speech? How many words do you think are, are said in an hour speech? I don't know. Well, what do you think? Thousand? A hundred thousand? Thirty-eight hundred and forty. Huh. So there's thirty-eight hundred and forty words, which is basically a really long essay. You have way too much uh, time on your hands. 1,615 different words. The complexity factor was only 42%. The readability, if it was written, it would be 8 out of 20, which means it was written, you're done for dummies. The, uh, the actual average syllables per word is 1.6, so there's a lot of 
does and uh, a us and right, whatever. Right, right. Uh, other than that, the word occurrences are kind of interesting. He he does the stuff that if you were writing copy for a direct marketing, you'd get the, you'd use these words too. Number one rank word. What do you think the number one word was of all the words he uses? Our our our, our future. Our, our this. Future. Our that. O u r, which is a. Mm-hmm. Very. The second num uh, word that frequency the number one uh, the number two word was new. Oh, and then the number uh, three was a tie with people and you, which is another you is used a lot in direct mail sales. Right. You, use it, you always say you 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 you, and yeah. then uh, <laughs> then it started to deteriorate to <laughs> no service for you. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that, that's good. You you managed to pull yeah, that one out I'm, of a hat. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm awake, brother. That was good. Uh, what years and jobs are tied for fourth? Well, that's what surprised me because, uh, and again, I'm going to go right back to um, uh, to the compromised ABC News, where everyone was saying, "Well, the president was talking about jobs, jobs, jobs." I'm like, I, I didn't hear that jobs, at all. Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. It wasn't like that. No, there wasn't a lot of jobs. The jobs was, it was still in the top five, but it was actually a tie for fourth, and it was actually in total, it wasn't that that big of a deal. But here's what's, what's interesting. What two, I noticed two words missing from yes, this speech. Yes, that were, I, I know exactly which two words were missing. The most important words in every teenager's vocabulary. Hot pockets. <laughs> the two words that I think are interesting because they were missing one was green, oh. and the other one, which I think was really telling, and I use the word telling as a, a conspirator, climate. Hmm. So we had none of that climate change crapola thrown at but us he, at but, all. But he did talk about uh, clean energy. Yeah, clean he used quite clean. a bit. In fact, they probably clean. have a word count of it somewhere. All right. I won't. I, anyway, that's enough of the analysis. And, and, just sa- and he said salmon. He did say salmon. <laughs> and I think there was code in there because he he, he, he laid on the joke like, uh, it's a whole different deal when they're smoked. I'm like, that's meaning something. And I don't believe that was in the speech. Oh, that could be. I mean, I, I could look it up. But anyway, I, I, I understood from uh, just watching, and I was cooking. I was cooking the chicken. So I was like, had half an eye on it. I understood that. Uh, the president actually met with several of the news anchors before the speech to kind of condition them as to what they were going to talk about afterwards. Uh, from what I understand, he had actual one-on-one meetings with some of the big news anchors. Well, actually, I'm looking. I have this speech up. Uh, and then we should get I'm, off this because I'm getting bored of this. Okay, well, we're going to be off it. But Sam is not in the speech. Yeah, yeah it is. Oh, in the, in the written speech. So yeah. the whole, the whole, oh, he left the whole joke out, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right, I'm Uh, done. Along with that, though, I will say that uh, we've had a flurry of PR activity ourselves, and um, I would like to thank GP1477 for registering LoseTheFuture.com. Yeah, I saw that. It's hilarious. (laughs) And uh, linking that to uh, NoAgendaShow.com. A couple other quick uh, mentions before we get to uh, some support for the show for today. NoAgendaBatSignal.com is now up. This is uh, Chris, uh, who has created a completed development of the No Agenda Bat Signal for Mac application, and he has put it into the new Apple Mac Store, and it works through Growl. Are you familiar with that, John? Growl? Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, I've heard of it. I, and, I think I know what it is. I, I yeah, kind of yeah, lost it works that. very well. He sent me a, a copy. It'll go on sale for ninety nine cents when approved by the Uber Lord. So we appreciate and you so you can sign up at noagendabatsignal dot com. Uh, a quick mention: uh, noagendarecords.com, brand new uh, track out on sale. The All Seeing Eye GX two, of course, and Mister Oil. Uh, doing that, and I believe uh, they even sent uh, a portion of the proceeds, which we'll get to uh, later today. Uh, we have uh, another site, noagendaleaks.com. We've got our own WikiLeaks site, uh, noagendaleaks.com. Cool. No we can be uh, arrested now. Yeah, I hope so. And then uh, an, a nice offer um, by Sunset West Investigations, and there's a link here, um, Licensing limitation, blah, blah, blah. licensing limitation in the state of California prevent me from advertising as No Agenda Investigations, but I'm proud to offer a discount to listeners of the show. My value for value proposition is I will give back 50% of the profits from any investigation from a client that listens to the No Agenda podcast. Just let me know. You, the client, will also receive a 15% discount at my hourly rate. It's an all-round win. So if you want to investigate someone... Got uh, Mike Hammer working for us. And then I did uh, a little bit of PR work myself, and I went out and I registered alsahab.com, and that now also points to uh, noagendashow.com. Alsahab, of course, is uh, the cloud, the Al-Qaeda cloud. I figured it'd be cool to be uh, the Al-Qaeda cloud. You have the correct spelling? No, of course not. <coughs> I have A-L-S-A-H-A-A-B. Yeah, it's, prob- it's probably only one A, but that wasn't available. So, so uh, anyway. well, we can get the right, or somebody else can get the right one. It's we'll no, no, you can't because it's uh, been registered by the actual Al Qaeda. Oh, Al Qaeda's <laughs> registered. It. Why don't they go pick them up? <laughs> actual Al Qaeda. You know, I, I tried to buy it off of them. I like, hey, hey, uh, Al Samaki, let me let me buy that domain from you. We can do it through GoDaddy. No worries. <laughs> so, before we leave the topic completely and go to our thanks to the executive producers for today's show, at least play the Ron Paul alternative, what he would have done if he had given the State of the Union speech, if he were the president. Your turn. What would you have had him say? Well, I would like him to change the foreign policy and not be and say we're no longer going to be the policeman of the world and bring all our troops home from around the world. I would like to say that we don't need a welfare state. The people will be taken care of better uh, in, a, in a different manner with free markets. But I also would have... Wait, let me guess. Bring home the hundreds of thousands of troops from foreign <laughs> lands where we're just killing brown people? Would that be something Ron Paul would say? Uh, listed the number of departments that we would get rid of, and I could give you about eight pretty easily. And then I would education, also talk about energy. Give us some uh, education, energy, <laughs> agriculture, homeland security, health and human services, uh, 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 commerce. Uh, I don't know how many that is, but that would be a good start. <laughs> But the other thing that I would have said is I would get rid of the great facilitator, and the great facilitator is the Federal Reserve. Ah, uh, the the nice. Federal Reserve always blames the Congress for running up debts and causing our problems. But, you know, if you didn't have a central bank creating money out of thin air to buy debt, this would be a different world. So you have to get rid of that if you want to shrink the size of government. All wars and, and welfare is paid for, essentially in all countries, paid for through inflation and the destruction of the currency. So that, if you just got rid of the fact that the Fed couldn't buy debt, you would shrink or at least really impede the growth of government. That would change life for all of us for the better. It's really interesting. There was uh, an article in the Wall Street Journal that said, uh, essentially, the Federal Reserve is out of silver bullets. It's got nothing left. All it can do is just monetize the debt. That's all that's left. 
Mm. They, they have nothing left. They've tried everything. It's done. It's over. I, we're, I think we're done. Yeah, inflation. Inflation is next. That's the only next logical thing. It's we're yeah we're toast. Oh well. I'm thinking of Australia for reals. Oh, Australia. I finally got to watch that woman who's the prime minister give her oh, speech. Well, she, I mean, she has to go. <laughs> she, she has to go, A. And by the way, a lot of people are blaming her and the whole Australian government for these floods because apparently the flood water, the height, they, they, they basically gave up on the – they decided it was going to be a uh, – because of global warming, they're never going to have any floods again. <laughs> And they were going to have droughts forever, so they did. So they let people build in the floodplains, and you know they just ignored everything they used to pay attention to in the past. And so these floods are worsened by the, by the, you know, the misfeasance of the government. Well, check anyway. It, we'll check it out. Uh, Prime Minister Julia Gillard has uh, now uh, said we're imposing a one-time flood levy. That's a uh, that's Australian for tax, mate. A flood levy of half a percent. For middle-income earners uh, to uh, to pay for uh, the the flood damage, that's pretty yeah, weird. Whose fault was it? Yeah, really, because they also seeded the clouds. We know they bought. We know they brought in the technology. It's just weird. They don't have a provision for that. They're going to do an extra tax. Interesting no? to say, flood and levy. Uh, that's, that's, I, that's the Australians put up with a lot more than I always imagined they would. Well, it's time to change that when we go move there. It's all so let's. Uh, it's all going to change. <laughs> that woman, by the way, looks exactly like that Swinton woman in the uh, movie, the Clooney movie. It's just amazing. The, the evil looked, lawyer. Yes. Well, she also looks a little bit like uh, a younger, nicer-looking Nancy Pelosi. She's a clone, kind of. No, there's a Pelosi, very mild Pelosi look. Pelosi. She's got no upper lip. This woman, yeah. zero. Yeah, I, I don't. It's amazing. I don't want to kiss her. Uh, okay, so we have uh, some people to thank for today's show. A bunch of executive producers. The executive producer will be uh, will be uh, Kara Swinton. By the way, is the name of the actress. Check her out. She looks just like this prime minister. Uh, the the uh, top the, our executive producer will be uh, no challenge coin dot the no agenda challenge coin dot com site for delivering three thirty three thirty three and giving a knighthood to John. Evdeman of Sammamish, Washington. By the way, there's a lot of strange named towns up there. And so so, get, so uh, does he get the executive producership or just the nightship? The knighthood. I think he just gets the knighthood. Good luck, Mickey. I love You're you. Welcome. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, so she the, left earlier. No, she's leaving now. She just brought me coffee. You know, she's an awesome woman, dude. So so, uh, so it, does John uh, Evdeman also get the executive producership? I think it just goes to noagendachallengecoin.com. No I agree. Yeah. And then we have uh, one, two, three, four, five members of the 273 Club, which I think will be the biggest sub... You know, wait a sub minute, wait a club. minute, wait a minute. So we had noagendachallengecoin.com came in with 33333, and that's his third payment of 33333, right? Yeah. So that's how we get to um to a knighthood cuz it's 999.99. And then right, and well, then we have this process <laughs> by the way, <coughs> excuse me, that if three if you if people give us 33333 
three times, and we throw in the extra penny, and that means you, Adam. Yeah, I just did it. Dude, God damn, John, it took me into, like, you, you, it's the one thing we set up for this show. <laughs> the one thing we set up. Here's how it works. I get the sound file, everything, and I'm like, dude, where are you? I have to, like, take you back there. Yes, we throw in the extra penny. There's the clip. Oh, gee. This is why we don't do anything in between shows. We didn't rehearse this. I just kind of wrote up the idea. You suck. (laughs) God. (laughs) Actually, I knew it was going to fall A little peek behind the scenes of the No Agenda show. I thought you were going to be the one that blows it, but no. No. (laughs) Okay. Let's move on. we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Throw the penny in again. No, no. I think it's a quarter, actually. It's such a great sound effect. It sounds a little too heavy to be a Okay, penny. so we got five members of the 273 Club, mm. which uh, which will all be associate executive producers and exclusive members of the 273 Club, because they gave us the show number. And this, the next show will be 274 for anyone who wants to uh, join one of these so exclusive this is an So this is an exact... Um uh, an associate executive producer and 273 Club member credit, which can go on <clears throat> on anything. It's an official one, uh, and uh, it's a big deal. It's like it's like sponsoring a special episode of uh, Hawaii Five-0. Yeah, it's specific. Yeah. Benjamin Nidus at, uh in Brooklyn, New York. I'm the one who sent in the flu vaccine email from Benitez. So I just give his email. Uh, I'd like to call out my friend Pete Boyle as a douchebag. Douchebag. And Benjamin himself needs a de-douching. You've been de-douched. Uh, he's propagating the formula, hitting people in the mouth, especially my medically inclined parents. I, I threw away all the Splenda, Trident, and Diet Coke, and my father, Xylitol, chewing gum. Very good. And Zevia Soda, which has Stevia in it. You guys are an awesome show. Have make an awesome show, and it makes me laugh and furious sometimes simultaneously uh, in that cry-laugh synergy. I did some further research into aspartame. 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 I don't know why I keep... There's a lot of people that say that, that say aspartame, and I'm like, no, it's aspartame. Anyway, so we did some research, and it, it turns out it's not good for you. Huh. <laughs> Do you know that I actually, I stopped, um, I was eating this particular cereal that I got from Whole Foods in the morning, <clears throat> and, uh, and, I, and I've been eating it for maybe two months, and uh, I look at the box, I'm like, holy crap, there's high fructose corn syrup in here. I stopped eating it. In cereal? Well, I, I didn't expect it to be in this cereal. I wouldn't expect it to be in any cereal. Right. And uh, so I stopped eating it within a week, John. Like, my gut has visibly diminished within a week. Oh, you're probably getting bloated. That, too. But uh, you just get that stuff out of your diet. That and the aspartame. That's a good start. Anyway, I digress. No, you don't. Bill Rudder, San Jose, California, $273. Christopher Lawton in Dartmouth, Massachusetts. Uh, thanks so much for the show. The donation is in order to move my knighthood along. I also please get some karma for my 12-year-old niece and our family. She's having heart surgery tomorrow, Friday. Oh, no, no. Who knows? You've got karma. So we uh, need to send, all send her some positive energy and prayer. Soon to be Sir Christopher. Uh, Christopher Lawton. Jay Munoz uh, Aquans. I'm guessing Aquans. Aquaeans, I'm guessing. Aquaeans? Maybe Aquaeans? Maybe. He's in <laughs> Spain. 
Hello, John and Adam. After a long unemployment period, I'm back into the payroll of my fellow human resources. It's time to finally donate, and thank you guys for keeping me sane during that time. It's already helped. By the way, I recently started to listen while commuting, and it rocks. I get to work with a smile on my face every day. That's Greetings cool. from Madrid. That's the old Madrid, unlike the new Madrid, which is about to fall apart. He said, here is his pronunciation, Alvaro Alvaro Omunaz Akuins. I don't know. Akuins. It's Akuins. Akuins. All right. Good job. Jeffrey, and he's a new donor, by the way. Jeffrey Lynch in Asheville, North Carolina. In the morning, John and Adam, we'd like to join the 273 Club. Don't need karma, but would love a shout-out for our non-commercial comedy podcast, Bothersome Things, found on iTunes, <clears throat> iTunes or at bother, bothersomethings.com. Uh, he needs a soundbite of you saying, shut up, slave. He says this all the time. And listen to Bothersome Things. And John's saying, Highland and Wood are an abomination. Yeah, right. you know, it's it's great. These two guys, uh, they're like a married uh, gay team. And the, and they've got a, and they've got the picture of them. It's like totally broke back mountain. They got the cowboy hats on and everything. And uh, we encourage that. Because if you tell, we out you again here on the show. Todd, it's do Todd tell, C- do tell. We out you. Yeah, you know what's it? What's it called? I give him a jingle. What is it? Bothersomethings.com? The bothersome podcast. Yeah, it's like Brokeback Mountain, only funny. It's a little. It's it's actually interesting. The, the, I would if I'm going to give him any advice. I in fact we kind of I they 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 talk too much like this on the radio. I mean, there's it's a little bit too much uh, like, like uh, our uh, national uh, treasure. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is the way I talk uh, in real life. Yes. Well, John, whenever I'm talking to you, I, I'd I like do to whisper when I'm right here microphone. on the No Agenda podcast where we bring you a media assassination. Yeah, it, it, see, it, we, you know, try to, you, you two guys, be conversational. Nobody talks like that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, you, that's you got to talk like that. Close to the mic. You got to talk like that. Like John does. <laughs> Nobody talks like that. And Todd Simmons, <laughs> Sir Todd, actually, from uh, Eight Mile Plains, Brisbane, um, pronounced Simmons. I guess I've been pronouncing it Simons. Uh, Contributing on Australia Day, 26th of January, because it's an Aussie thing to do. Uh, do it for your country, douchebags. And that'll be it for our executive producers for this show, number 273. So we really appreciate uh, this type of support. Um, you know, we uh, we put together uh, a lot of hours of show for you, and uh, we think it's value for value, and uh, uh, clearly other people think that as well. And so we thank our special executive producer, uh, NoAgendaChallengeCoin.com. Uh, I received my NoAgendaChallengeCoin.com uh, in, the, in the mail. Yeah, I got one. Yeah, I don't think it looks like us at all. Yeah, I think the I think the art of, of our us two is uh, not up to par. Off. I do like the chem trailing aircraft on the flip side, though. That's kind yeah. Of, that's I think it's, whoever made the coin did is is well done. It's got a lot of enamel. Oh, I'm sorry. I did. I meant uh, uh, persistent contrails. And uh, we thank our uh, associate executive producers and exclusive 273 Club members. The club is closed. The door is slammed shut after this. You can only become a member of the 274 Club next episode. Uh, Benjamin Nidus, Bill Rudder, Christopher Lawton, Jay Munoz, Aquins, Jeffrey Lynch, and Sir Todd Simmons. We highly appreciate that. Of course, everyone else who's been donating, keep doing it and propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out. We hit people in the mouth. New world order. 
now. Shut up, Steve! I think we might start with the news of the day, John, before it uh, gets stale. Uh, Blast Rocks Hotel near World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, right. Yeah, no one hurt. Uh, remember last year, uh, the security guy got killed. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Right. I'm last sorry. I'm sorry. He, he, he committed uh, suicide. Yeah, he committed suicide. And this year, uh, that guy's gone, and uh, an explosion rocks the hotel in close proximity to the venue. I'm looking at the report here. Uh, it happened at the Post Hotel Morosani. Shock waves released by the blast shattered two window panes. Well, it must have been some shock wave. So uh, we don't really know. Uh, uh, police cordoned off the area after the incident launched an investigation to find out whether the blast had a criminal origin. <laughs> yeah. It just, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> criminal origin. But the uh, the interesting news that came in this morning is uh, the base in Utah that went in lockdown. Yeah. The Utah yeah. military facility that, uh, this is Dugway Proving Ground. Yeah, Dug- notorious. Uh, Dugway. You know, this place is the size of Rhode Island. Oh, it's huge. It's like it's it's like four hundred acres bigger, four hundred square miles bigger than California or some crap, like Los Angeles or something like that. It's huge, Dugway, Dugway proving ground, and uh, so they uh, test, um, uh, what do they test there? Biological weapons. Yeah, and gas, a lot of gas. Yeah, and they're saying it's like, oh, we're missing a vial of nerve agent, so they locked it down. That's the CNN report, which. Doesn't sound too happy, uh, but I think something else is going on. In fact, uh, one of my favorite uh, conspiracy websites had a great uh, a great story in relation to this. And I love it when you get a story like this about the lockdown, and immediately they come out with uh, the real story. And uh, the real story is, of course, uh, that they uh, they took the capstone off of the Stargate in the Atlantic and took it to. Uh, <laughs> And took it to this facility to examine it. And uh, the Russian space forces actually uh, detected a... Isn't this supposed to be for the second half of the show? Yeah, but (laughs) I'm just going to give it to you now because I don't believe this myself. Oh, good. And and there was a huge gamma ray burst of unprecedented proportions emanating from the base. Um, And and so this all is brought back to um, the GPS testing that we talked about on Sunday's show. That uh, the reason why these areas uh, right off the coast of Florida and coincidentally right in this area of Utah um, were uh, marked as, you know, possibly uh, the GPS systems may not work is because essentially they took the top off the Stargate and brought it to Utah like fools. Everyone knows you don't do that. Don't mess with the Stargate. Is this the Stargate that's in the Gulf of Aden? No, that's that's its, its sister Stargate. So this one, so this Stargate is uh, off the coast of Florida in the Atlantic, off the coast coast of northern Florida, and uh, there was a lot of yeah. uh, naval activity there. And uh, the, the I wish they never done that movie. <laughs> Speaking of movies, um, there were two really good uh, movies coming out. Uh, one just coming out on DVD. I'm going to bring it up here. Uh, it's called uh, Virus X, and it's and the website is actually h1n1virus.com. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's it's a, it's it's really really good, 
and uh, it's it's coming out. It's going straight to DVD. So I guess they couldn't. A yeah, winner. Yeah, they could. They couldn't get it the release it actually deserved. Uh, and there was also um, apparently I I thought the show was off the air. Uh, apparently there was a, a Hawaii Five O episode where we were getting the big flood, the the Noah's Ark flood that uh, that's been talked about. Um, but you mean you uh, thought it was off the air? The show just started. Really? And people still watch it? Hawaii Five O? Yeah. Well, I don't know if they watch it or not, but everyone claims it's a big hit. <laughs> right. Just find uh, here it is, Virus X the movie. Um, so you want to check that? It was the Hawaii Five O. Uh, I guess that was the one, the, the episode that was on this week, a flash flood tsunami. You guys were yeah, right, right once again. Week. I couldn't manage to <laughs> you, get to you it. You couldn't it watch it. You were, you were it's hard to watch. The show's not hard to watch. I thought the big news this week was the Egyptian riots. Well, yes, this um, uh, this is under the heading "What color is your revolution?" Yeah. Um, so, of course, this started off uh, just like, and we, we predicted this. We were talking about this on Sunday. We said, you know, watch this. You're gonna, we're gonna have revolutions through Facebook and Twitter, which, of course, is you know spurred on by um, operatives, essentially whipping people into a frenzy on these social networking sites. You attach a color to it, and and you're good to go. Just like Tunisia with their. Um, what was that? What was their color again? Jasmine. Jasmine. They're jasmine, and uh, and so Egypt comes out with a hashtag revolution, uh, hashtag Jan twenty five, and of course what happens immediately is Twitter gets blocked. Yet Facebook says no problem. Everyone can still see Facebook there in Egypt. Not a problem whatsoever. Yeah, that seems a little corrupt. And uh, so- and Hillary Clinton actually made a statement. Which, what does uh, she say? Well, and so this, of course, is like, oh, well, now we go. Clinton defends Facebook and Twitter amid e- uh, amid Egypt protests. Well, and this Hillary Clinton, our Secretary of the State. Uh, so, so you know that uh, here, Egyptian authorities struggled to quash anti-government uprisings yesterday. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton called on longtime U.S. ally to unblock social networking sites that have been used to organize protests, such as those operated by Facebook, Inc., and Twitter, Inc. That's from Business right. Week. So that's so clear that we're right on the money that this is the new model for Yeah, and the, the thing is, it's also, see, I was, you know, you have to worry about who's behind some of these things because it does, it's not everything's the CIA. I mean, there's Chinese intelligence, there's Indian intelligence, and they both have a vested interest in Egypt. And in fact, if you start looking into it, you find, uh, you know, this is again, uh, essentially uh, an economic hitman thing because this is all about oil. Let me just read you a couple of pieces that are run here and there. This is from Jan, from December 19, 2010. Uh, according to uh, one of the uh, news aggregators, Egypt, 64% of all oil discoveries in the f- past five years in the Middle East are in Egypt. Egypt achieved the highest rate of oil discoveries compared to this, all discoveries of all OPEC countries. It's uh, accounted for 64% of total volume of discoveries during the past five years. The big company, of course, American company that's over there is Apache. And uh, meanwhile, what's happened is that the Egyptians seem to be cozying up to the Chinese in a real big way. And they're, in fact, right, and, that, and that's basically our enemy. 
as economically. Yeah, in the oil and, business, sure. And so uh, the Egyptians and the uh, Chinese, as a matter of fact, did a deal to build essentially the world's biggest oil refinery, <laughs> I, I think, in Africa. And uh, this isn't rubbing, oh, where, this where is the, rubbing where, people where the, the wrong Where way. there's a billion Chinese already in Africa. No, actually, not. But there's a, like, isn't there like a million Chinese there's in There's a lot more, probably more than a million. Yeah. And so the other country that's a little annoyed by this, which would be uh, involved, uh, would be India, who's been screwed over on a couple of ship deals. They were building some monster ships for the uh, Egyptians. And those deals were canceled and given to the Chinese. God. So I, so this is obviously, uh, you know, the, a, a at an attempt to get rid of Mubarak, I think they're not going to put in a democratic society. It's just not going to happen. But even though they're going to talk a big game, you watch. Here's what here's what I'm thinking. They're going to give the job to Mubarak's son, mm. who will play ball. And if you look at his history, what is what? Well, just out of the blue, what would you think Mubarak's son does for a living? Uh, oil trader, investment banker. Okay, close. Same thing. Same thing. Well, well, this is very interesting because I have another piece of news that fits in perfectly with this. Now, what is oil at today, John? We're back up around $87 a barrel. It's about 87 right. Yesterday it was. And uh, the, when we started this show, we tracked it all the way. This is a couple of years ago. We, we were tracking it all the way up to 150 and we actually uh, assassinated a lot of the reports there and tracked it back to uh, essentially trading. It, 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 the price, of course, is always determined by uh, the bid and the ask, the supply and demand, etc., so some very interesting things happening with oil as um, we've seen the price go down a little bit. And then yesterday, do you remember we talked about Glencore? Do you remember that? No, I don't actually, but I'll be reminded. Okay. Glencore is the company in Zug, Switzerland that we discussed that was set up by Mark Rich. Oh, yeah. Now, I just right. want to go through this again. Mark Clinton's Rich. pal. Right. Mark Rich was uh, arrested for trading oil with Iran when Iran was uh, holding American citizens hostage. <clears throat> and uh, he got thrown in jail, and then Clinton, on his way out in 2001, said, Hey, Mark, you're free to go. So Mark Rich hops out. He goes to Zug, Switzerland. And this Glencore company is one of the largest corporations on Earth. They just filed for an IPO. And they uh, ex- and the, the expectations are <clears throat> doing going to do a dual listing. <clears throat> I think it's uh, London and Singapore. Of course, he's not going to come back to the states because <clears throat> we have that. Uh, you know, it's horrible to go public in the states now. So uh, you know, the the guy got sprung by the U.S. president, and uh, he's now going to go uh, make all of his friends rich. And you know, Billy Boy's on the inside. Oh yeah. So this IPO is going to pop. It's going to be. They're expecting it to to raise sixty billion dollars. And then, of course, the price of oil is only going to go up, which makes all the insider shares worth even more. This is going to be a monster cleanup. This is it. They're going to drive the price of oil. It may go past $150 a barrel right after this IPO. Let me say, and, and I'm, I'm amazed, actually, they actually even mentioned the date. They, they, I mean, they're so, this is such a fix. They're so sure of themselves that they've, they're, they're just saying, hey, this is when we're going to come out and screw everybody. And you know Mark Rich is going to be—he's going to be true to his name, which he already is. And they're just all sitting there in Zug, Switzerland, going, "Hey, hey, 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 hey watch this now. <laughs> We're really going to screw him." <laughs> so, um, and of course, that's going to—the the, the screws comes to us. 
too much. Oh yeah, no, we always slaves take it. because the we public takes it in the shorts. Yeah, we, we worldwide we, public. Yeah, and and how we here it is. Uh, and then we a, put up with guys like Clinton. It's amazing. Yeah, they're gonna do a two billion dollar IPO in Hong Kong. Sorry, and then a ten billion dollar IPO in London. And of course, you know this is this is just the the the, the pricing. But between announce and uh, and going public and then. Uh, as it uh, as it moves forward, the expectations are that they're going to rate. It's going to uh, <clears throat> the multiple we s- will be six, and it, it will be sometime uh, after between April and June. Well, May would be uh, between April and June, I guess. And that's when I'm going to do this IPO. And it's the oil cabal with their the the final last big joke on us. Well, it might be interesting to catch it at its peak and just short the heck out of it. Because oil shouldn't be selling for this kind of money. No, and of people course say, not. Well, the Chinese are using a lot. You start looking Bull at the crap. numbers. The Chinese are not using more. I mean, they're not growing that fast. I mean, they're, they are using a lot of oil, but it's pretty steady. So there shouldn't be. It's not like they're spiking. So that, that's a phony, just a phony argument. And the, uh, the and, whole thing. Oh, the, yeah. the, price, the oil prices are just basically being rigged again in some new way. And it could be have, have something to do with this. Now, the other possibility exists that, the, that they're going to run the oil price up just to get the IPO to come out at a real high multiple. And then they can, dump, you know, people can, the insiders can just dump their shares back on the market. Of course. While it, there's demand. And then they, the course. price can, can fall, can fall after, down. right after the IPO. Of course. It's, well, no, it's going to take a little bit longer than that. And, of course, the, the Daily Mail and the Gitmo Nation East reports properly that food prices could rise by 50%. And, of course, uh, that's why I need to get your tasty Monsanto snacks ready. Yeah, well, I'm not buying into all of these um, assertions by these guys. A lot of these things, when they say that, and I'm looking the other way. <laughs> Don't look over here? No, when somebody says the prices are going to go up, I'm thinking, well, why are they saying that? I mean, it's just to support the high prices, and they tend to go down. I mean, these guys are, are stooges, essentially. They, they're always... You know, somebody tells them to say something, they say it, and uh, somebody else benefits. Hmm. Okay. You can't deny people are pushing genetically modified crap on us. Hello? No, I can't deny that. So, um, anyway, so Egypt's something's fake about it. Now, the thing that got me about this Egypt thing is that report after report after report, and I'm not sure why this was unless it was just a signal to tell us that, you know, this is the mechanism that we identified, by the way, in the last show, is that, well, it's because Tunisia did it. That gave the Egyptians the go-ahead. Did you notice this? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's making the connection between the two as if the Egyptian public is sitting around, oh, look what they're doing in Tunisia. Hey, let's do the same thing. They're rioting. We should do it, too. Well, I'm Ian, not but, buying this. Well, I don't know, because the way it's working, the way that, and this is very sophisticated stuff, because <clears throat> I see people, you know, that normally no one ever talk about Tunisia, but now we have Facebook and Twitter involved, and we have a, we have a color attached to it. If you, you ask, I guarantee if you asked, Ten news people on television right now point to Tunisia on the map that wouldn't even be able to do it. They don't know. It's sophisticated because the Ministry of Truth is giving us this information, and it's fueling the, it's fanning the flames on uh, Facebook and Twitter. People are like, yeah, 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 yeah let's like, screw it. Because everyone's getting screwed. Everyone feels that. It's just now that the, you know, the, the, the flames are being fanned, 
and and it's viral. It it works all by itself, John. I think it's the most sophisticated economic hitman stuff I've ever seen. And part of that is saying, yeah, Tunisia, you know, look what they're doing. You watch it. It's, we're going to get more and more of this. I'm just surprised that there's no color for uh, Egypt yet. Yeah, well, maybe one will crop up. The but, color uh, of bland. So um, another thing that's going on, which has got me puzzled, again, a, a, a uh, oil-producing country, big one. Um, officials in Greece say gunmen off the coast of Nigeria have attacked a Greek-operated cargo ship. Hmm. So now we're getting the pirates on the west coast huh. of Africa. It's kind of taken away because the Somalian guys, I guess, we, we, where was the last pirate story? A long time ago. long time ago. Months. So now we've moved over to the west coast and to, to bring attention to Nigeria. So there's something going on there. I, you know, And this is coming from the Voice of American News, which is becoming a very uh, propagandistic, uh, well, this, is, this news. <laughs> uh, it's always right. been kind of uh, skewed. Right. Anyway, so we're going to keep an eye on that. Should we do some magic numbers as a, a little segue here? Do it. So interesting magic numbers now that uh, people are catching on to it. And by the way, it's not 30, it's not 23, it's not 3. It's got to be 33. And we believe uh, at this point that whenever something shows up in the news with the number 33, that that's a message back to home base saying, we got it. Uh, would like to point out, by the way, that the latest uh, iPhone Facebook uh, app version is 3.3.3. Uh, 33 dead in Pakistan bus collision. Catholic Diocese of Toledo's three-year organiza- reorganization will affect 33 parishes. These are all the, the news stories taken right from the interwebs. Uh, South Africa flood death toll rises as government declares 33 disaster zones. Guinea seeks 33% stake in mining projects. Pub sells 333 million fewer pints year over year from England. Is this ridiculous or what? I'm telling you. Uh, HR 333, the Disabled Veterans Tax Termination Act. That's a strong one right there. South Africa... Uh, 333 rhinos lost to poaching. <laughs> it drives me nuts when I see this It's stuff. ridiculous. This is ridiculous. From the st- you know, that, I don't think anybody... I mean, this. No one tracks this. Our, our listeners know that we're on to this because we keep bringing it up. But it's, at this point, it's ridiculous. Well, here, here's where... So right back to uh, the trading companies. Here's where the real message comes in. Four companies, Eaton Profit, uh, Eaton, profit jumps 33% in fourth quarter. HDFC Bank, net profits up 33%. Demand Media Shares, which, by the way, Demand Media is a huge, huge scam. Demand Media Shares jump 33% in trading debut. CPL, pre-tax profit, rises 33%. Please. Demand Media is, is uh, that's the guy, uh, Richie, what's his name, Richie, he st- who started MySpace as, like, the spam company. So I guess they went public. And that guy's a huge scam. Well, what makes it a scam? I mean, they're not doing anything illegal. I, I, you know what? I live here, so uh, let's just leave it at that.
But the message is out, 33% uh, but they, jump. But the 33 would indicate to me that they're fronting for uh, people. You know, essentially what they do, they do all those websites that you run into that kind of pushed aside about.com. And there used to be these websites that were just trying to score, you know, easy page views by kind of gaming Google. Right. And uh, and the main ones was, I, I think, uh, look smart. In the olden days, look smart and about.com. And then, of course, and then along came Wikipedia. And they, they essentially just, uh, just aggregate basic information. Well, these guys took it to a new level with how to. Right. How to. By, by basically uh, uh, isolating how to. They pay people next to nothing. Richie Rosenblatt, that's his name. Now, anyway, they pay people next to nothing to write up these pages. Right. How, which, to, how to boil an egg. How to boil an egg. And so if you would say boil an egg in Google, in fact, let's try it. It may actually come up. I think Google's been fighting against most of these things. Yeah, they, they, I, I, I think that they also have uh, hundreds of thousands of um, misspelled domain names. That's a big part of the business. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Here uh, it is. eHow, right at the top. Yeah, eHow.com. Yeah, e yeah. Yeah, I think eHow is their, one of theirs, right? Yes, that is their main... Uh, yeah, how to the, boil an egg. Yeah, their main uh, publicly facing site. They have how to boil an egg is number one hit uh, from eHow. Number two hit, how to boil a perfect hard-boiled egg. <laughs> they hit that one too. <laughs> nice. And then there's another one called WikiHow. I've never seen that one. That might be one of theirs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. WikiHow, the how-to manual that you can edit. Oh, brother. I haven't seen that before. Mm. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that would indicate to me that uh, something's uh, uh, fishy. It's just there's so much. There's so many. No, the 33 thing is ridiculous. I think once they somebody says, hey, you know, these two idiots on doing this show, <laughs> uh, no agenda, are on to the 33 code. What can we do to change it? Oh, and it's no, gonna, no, no. It's not going to change it. Are you kidding me? If the, if the, the, the guys who use that are so so far above us on the ladder of elite. They don't give a crap. They what do we not. Say. They no. They don't care at all. No. Yeah, the public doesn't care. Nobody else cares. Nobody sees it this way anyway. It seems like a stretch. Just a bunch of coincidences. Mm-hmm. Well, this is uh, this is the kind of stuff we bring you. Coincidence? I think not. And by the way, the uh, the thirteen part series Rubicon that was shortly it was on AMC for a short time, actually discusses this mechanism. Really? Yeah, it discusses this mechanism, these coded mechanisms that are used to just let people know that you either to call someone or, I mean, they, they just put them into the public domain, and then it's the thirty three meme is exactly falls right into place. <clears throat> with right. the mechanism that was discussed in this uh, short-lived uh, kind of spook uh, uh, series that was on AMC. It was quite, quite entertaining if you f could follow it. So speaking of coded messages, uh, we're about to um, receive a new threat, level, threat advisory level system, and I believe uh, Lucy Napolitano is announcing that today. So maybe someone can pick up the news um, so the color-coded system is going to go away. It's going to re be replaced by the new National Terror Advisory System that will focus on specific threats in geographical areas. Yeah. 
So I, well, I think it's going to be even more. It's, we're not afraid anymore. We're not afraid of walking through the airport. You know, we're used to it now. Where you hear, the yeah, current, orange. The current, orange is the yeah, new. The current, is the new green. Yeah. The current national security threat level is orange. Is orange. So that's going to go orange away. Orange since 2006 and hasn't budged. In fact, in Oakland Airport, the signs are actually posters. You can't change it. And I would, by the way, like a request of any listeners out there that happen to work for, yeah, we got some TSA people or some or anything. Get us I some of those. Like We'd like get, to have some of those signs. <laughs> I would like to get one of the signs from one of the airports when they tear them down or even one that you might have in the back room that I could be shipped just to collect it. Um, anyone who has a uh, threat level sign. Wouldn't it be funny sort. if it was like, okay, we've now expanded it. We're going from uh, level one to level 33. Yeah, it'd be something like that. But I would like the old sign, one of the old signs, because Mimi's yeah. li- probably listening to the show, oh, more junk. But I would love to have one of the old signs just so I could have it posted in the uh, office. I, I really wonder what it's going to be, though. It, it's probably going to be like we have a, an, uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to have to scare us with different things, like uh, it could be a biological attack, so that'll have a code well, name. They, maybe there'll be codes, yeah. Might be the type of attack expected. But it's got to be something simple that the slaves can understand. You know what I mean? I it's it's got to yes, it's got it's got to be something simple. So if, uh, if uh, human resources in the in the chat room, uh, keep your eye on that because uh, uh, Lucy's supposed to be announcing that today, and I'm not quite oh, sure is it what today. Yes, yeah, today that, that she's going to announce it, and then it'll be implemented. I think in a couple months. Oh, somebody could monitor. We might catch it before the end of the show. That would be great, wouldn't it? Now. Uh, while we're talking about the uh, airports, of course, this is news that I, uh, I think John and I believe it's a huge, it really is a big story, um, uh, completely underreported for obvious reasons. Uh, this hero, Phil Mosek, uh, who in, I think, 2009 uh, refused to uh, identify himself at a TSA checkpoint. He didn't have ID. Oh, yeah. Love this guy. Yeah. he uh, And then he started to take pictures of uh, the TSA and the police freaking out. Uh, so he went to trial, and he was acquitted of everything. Completely acquitted. And the main reason why, which I really love, is he said, look, the TSA website itself says you don't have to have identification. And I actually looked it up because, you know, you should print this out and, and take it with you. Um, it says right here, uh, so it's a good idea to prepare before you arrive at the airport so you move more quickly, blah, 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 <coughs> blah, blah. Uh, it gives you all the prohibited items and everything. And it says, we encourage each adult traveler to keep his or her air- airline boarding pass and government issue photo ID available until exiting the security checkpoint. Children are not required to show identification. The absence of proper identification will result in additional screening. So it doesn't say it will result in you being arrested and denied uh, access because they can't. Because we have a a kind of a little thing here that we call, uh, what is that thing called again, John? The the Constitution? yeah, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights seems to right. be... Right, uh, that says you have... Actually the, still seems to be legal. Yeah, that uh, you have the right to uh, freedom of movement without showing your papers everywhere. Yeah, they, you, and you, yeah, right. And this, yeah, guy, and, sure. the, and this guy challenged it, and he won. He yeah. won. And I, and, and I think the guy is a hero. for he is uh, for, a hero. for taking it uh, all the way to the, to the court. And I saw some of the video, of course, you, you know, you see when, when Lindsay Lohan's in court, it's live coverage. When this guy's in court, you get little snippets of B-roll. But I did see the, um, 
the attorney for uh, the prosecution literally like this guy was disruptive you know he's like clearly guilty on all counts and and i think it's the, really the, why we you know the, the the district attorney in this case is a douchebag yeah, who should be voted out of office if you can vote him out of office these people like this by the way are really the pathetic low life of this country they they these are these are nuisance suits that that they pursue these i'm i swear these people are the lowest form of life and that da who should know better, really should be hounded out of office. He is a total creep. What I like so much, though, is that we showed the power because this guy is acquitted by a jury, a jury of his peers. And this is why this is not in the news. The Ministry of Truth doesn't want you to know about this story because we can now, I mean, I, I'm thinking about it, just showing up. I'm sorry, I don't, have any, I don't have my papers. In fact, you don't have the right to ask for them. I'm happy to go through additional screening just to prove the point, although I'm not. Uh... And, uh, well, you want to take me to court? Okay, because the people in this country, the people will will prove, will will stand up for what's right. And I think that, and that's a beautiful thing. I'm, I'm very encouraged by that. It's unfortunate we have to do it this way, but uh, it shows that when, uh, when the people uh, see something really wrong, we call them out. And you're right, and we should vote the DA out of office. Of course, we don't know who he is either. There's, there's no information about that. Well, we can look it up. Somebody knows. But the Phil, fact uh, of the matter is these these creeps that are supposed to be, you know, they're supposed to be working on our behalf, the public's behalf, not against the public interest, you know, for a fascist state. Give me a break. I don't know how that DA can sleep at night, to be honest about it. So uh, along these lines, um, someone sent me, I have a little clip here. Someone sent me... Um, what we uh, uh, a YouTube series, or it's a series that is on YouTube. Uh, what we can learn from history, and of course, you know, we have uh, see something, say something. We've got the uh, Citizens Watch report on your neighbor, see something suspicious. Uh, this this is rampant. You know, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now. This is a part of the um, oh, you know, the guy was crazy. Uh, you know, this is how the Jared Loftner uh, tragedy in Tucson. Uh, has become a, a, a huge talking point. Uh, another, the memes are: it's easier to get, buy a gun than get mental health care in this country because you know obviously the slaves can't be trusted, and you have to report on each other, uh, which is something that has never really happened in this country. Uh, but what I like, and I want to play this clip. It's about a minute and a half. Um, they found a whole bunch of uh, Nazi records uh, in uh, in one particular town. Uh, and uh, it turns out the Gestapo, which of course was uh, a version of Department of Hinterland Security in uh, Nazi Germany, um, wasn't really that large. It, you know, it's not like they had th- hundreds of thousands of boots on the ground. They actually relied on a different technique. And I'd like to share that with you because we can learn something from history. Only recently have the files been studied. And a surprising picture emerges of how the Gestapo actually functioned. To start with, far from there being a Gestapo officer on every street corner, there were only 28 secret police officials for the entire Würzburg region of nearly a million people. I think the Gestapo could not have operated uh, without the cooperation of the citizens of Germany. Um, By that I mean it would really have been um, structurally impossible for them to do so. 
there were simply not enough Gestapo officials to go around. Somewhere between 80 and 90 percent of the crimes that were reported to the Gestapo came from ordinary citizens. The main job for the Gestapo uh, was sorting out the denunciations. This seems to have been their preoccupation. The citizens of a town like Würzburg didn't so much have to fear the Gestapo as what their neighbors might tell the Gestapo. Every German was at risk from denunciation. A woman who lived in this garden house on the outskirts of Würzburg in 1938 first came to the attention of the Gestapo when she was denounced by a relative. She was called Ilse Zonja Totska, and her Gestapo file lies in the Würzburg archive. After years of denunciations and Gestapo harassment, she was sent to Ravensbrück concentration camp during the war, where she died. Her crime was simple. She didn't fit in. There you go. So, can we learn something from this, John? Should we be paying attention to history in this case? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. Key word, by the way, denunciation. Yeah, I like that. Key word. And I denounce you. And if you Google that, it's surprising how often that shows up. And uh, we'll probably have D notices. A denunciation notice. Oh, Ooh, oh I, I like got, it. Yeah, oh, I got a D notice. Oh, That's crap. a great idea. Yeah. He notices. Who knows? Send, a, send, send that suggestion to, to Janet. To Lucy. Hey, Lucy. Lucy, I got a great idea. So um, study your history, people, because this was not Holland or France. This was Germany. This was Gitmo Nation Deutschland, where people were... were 90% of all the reports was not the Gestapo snooping on people. It was their, their relatives. Their relatives ratting them out. No, she doesn't fit in. She's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. She said something bad about Hitler once. Yeah, yeah, not good, not good. So I think this is very important to pay attention to, and uh, and I and there's links in the show notes. By the way, uh, I want to thank. Uh, I have a small test group, about eight people, uh, who've been working with me on the new uh, show notes show prep system, which has been a runaway success. And when you see the show notes for uh, for today's show, you will be blown away, absolutely blown away. Um, as I've moved uh, some of the, you know, you know those people who send you like 25 emails a day, John, with story ideas and leads and stuff? Yeah. And how annoying is that? that well. not, not the stories, but the emails themselves. Just having it in email sucks, right? You don't think so? No, I think it, well, no, I think I it's, hate just, it. it's, a, it's, a night, it's a bookkeeper's nightmare. Thank you. That's my point. It's a nightmare. So I move those people off. And I move them onto this system, so now they're actually inputting directly into the show notes system, and it's fantastic. The show notes are are elevating to a whole new level, um, and uh, we're going to have better. Uh, I've got some guys working on how we can render these outlines. It'll be search. It's all structured data, which is what the beauty of it. So the show notes are going to be even more valuable than they were. And I'll be inviting more people into the system so the human resources can uh, can really support this. And it's a big part of the show. It's a part of the service that we deliver to you uh, with our value for value uh, proposition, which means we don't interrupt the show or the flow with anything, any commercials. We don't take money from anyone other than the people who find and obtain value from the program. Exactly. In fact, we have some people we want to call out. Uh, call out. Right on cue as always, John. 
And I was typing. So we do have some people to thank this week, and we want to get through uh, their, them. Uh, they help us do the show. If it wasn't for the people donating to the show and contributing to the show and helping us produce the show, uh, we wouldn't have a show. And uh, so we have to call, call them uh, out as great people, humanitarians. Let's start with uh, Tyler O'Brien of Boca Raton, Florida. In the morning, John and Adam, my name is Tyler O'Brien. I'm a college student in Boca Raton, Florida. I've been a listener for about a year now and listen to every single show. Back to the first I love the show. I'm finally donating so I can get some karma for my classes this semester. One of my classes is called American Social Problems. Almost every class we talk about a subject you guys mentioned on No Agenda. Last week we were, we were told to bring in an article. So I brought in an article I got from the show notes about vaccines and adjuvants. Uh, my professor didn't approve and gave me a zero on the assignment. What? Is that unbelievable? A zero? Don't you yeah, like? Don't zero. you like get a one at least for putting your name on the paper? Bring in an article. Oh, I don't up. like the article. You get a zero. Really? That's, That's what, what he I says. Well, hold on a second. Douchebag. Play that for him. Douchebag. Yeah, let's get the professor's name. He's a douchebag. It's absolutely. So anyway, he's uh, he's twenty seven today. His birthday. We'll call it. Give him a birthday yeah, shout out in a minute. Hoping up. he could get a birthday shout out. You guys are awesome. Keep up the great work. Love loyal. No agenda slave. <laughs> also a graffiti artist, which is interesting. He's working on his no agenda stickers, which will soon fill the halls of my campus, and he'll send some pics with the next donation. Which is, by the way, if you're graf- I'm I'm a I'm one of the few people who's actually collected actual graffiti on canvas. Is it graffiti or graffiti? It's graffiti. Okay, because you said graffiti. I say graffiti. I often mispronounce things. Normally, it's because I'm, I'm reading it as though it was Dutch. It's funny because the Dutch say graffiti. Oh, do they now? Yeah, which uh, always kills me. I know graffiti. Graffiti is like gravity. I'm going there. Graffiti? <laughs> you're, just, you're going for graffiti. Try it. You'll like it. Anyway, graffiti, graffiti writer, uh, <laughs> artists are usually Banksy, called... Banksy, a huge graffiti uh, writer. <laughs> they're right. They're usually called writers, right. uh, which is an interesting uh, subtext to the what they do. They're usually writing their own names is the reason. Uh, all, now we got down to Schno- is it Sh- how do we pronounce it? Schnorrstein. Schnorrstein. But it may be Steen. He's uh, up at the North Pole. There, he's the guy that has the snowmobiles and the rifles. Yeah, I know. Well, you're sitting it. on our asses doing the show. We should be up there chasing reindeer. He says uh, no, the- no global warming here. Yeah, it's been so. It's been. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, Monsieur uh, Stain gave us one hundred eleven dollars and eleven cents to promote the one 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 meme, which is going on all year, by the way. And he's Greg- uh, he's working up towards his knighthood. He uh, he asked for an accounting. He's very very close. Uh, well, Eric will do it for yeah, him. No, he is. I'm You're supposed it. to do your own accounting, by the way, but that's okay. Sir Greg Stone, Rapid City, South Dakota, $111. Uh, celebrating much need to vacation in Vegas with good friend and need some karma, mega karma, because apparently he is losing his money there. We oh, have no. the hookers and blow. Oh, no. Oh, You've no. got karma. Oh, no, we can't have that. Yeah, come on, go, go on a winning streak. Uh, Sir Rory Stone, www.rorystone.com. Also, Greg Stone, Rory Stone. We also submitted some artwork about the State of the Union, assuming it would be a topic of conversation in the morning. Uh, Oleg Rakatini in North York, Ontario. I need some karma and envelope from Eric with my original challenge coin. Arrived open and empty. Oh, no. This is not good. You've got 
karma. So, this is supposed to be a present for my brother. Oh. Anyway, he'd like to call out oh. the person who stole it, a douchebag. Yeah. Douchebag. And he lame. hopes you become an active, uh, he hopes this, this, the thief will become an active no agenda listener. It seems unlikely. <laughs> well, that sucks. Yeah, it totally sucks. Oh, well, I would... Uh. Uh, I don't know what to do there. I don't know what to do. Well, Adam, or Adam, uh, Eric will figure it out. J- he'll get in touch with him. Jacek Artemiak. Artemiak. I bet you it's Artemiak. It's yes. a, uh, uh, he's in... Uh, he's in Poland. He's in Poland. Uh, dear John and Adam, I'd like to show my support for your show. We need some Polish support. And if possible, to weasel in a mention of my book, Vim and V Tips. No, it's V-I. V, v, it's not Vim and VI? It's, it's, yeah, you said, you said V. It's Vim and VI. It's VI. It's the, it's my favorite, uh, editor, my Unix command line editor. I use VI and Vim as well. I've got templates for Vim. I gotta read this book. Where is it? Where can I find it? He wrote it to help young Unix admins and uh, Windows guys understand the Vim editor. The book is available on Amazon.com in print and Kindle formats. If you do mention my book, please tell your listeners to get the Kindle edition as it's cheaper and more recent than the print uh, print edition. The book's URL, I always got a long URL on here. But yeah, you can probably find it. DevGuide.net, I guess, is his uh, website. That's cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that. I'm a, yeah, I'm you, a you should guy. get it and stick with your old crap. <laughs> uh, simply Helpful LLC, Oakland, My California. Vim kicks your word any day. Uh, Eric says he's sending a replacement coin to our poor, hapless supporter. Um, simply Helpful LLC. You know what do you mean? What did you just say? I said, my Vim editor kicks your words editor's ass any day. Yeah, tell that to the fonts. Simply, <laughs> simply, simply helpful, LLC, Oakland, California, $100, GX2, London, UK, latest installment of the GX2 sales from the records of noagendarecords.com. Please ask, uh, ask. <laughs> well, you know. Hey, it's homeboy Johnny. He's J-C-D-O. This, yeah, I want to ask you something, Just a new name for a new album. So we, we, we want some input here, folks. Also, a new single is out called All Seeing Eye. Would appreciate if you mentioned yeah, that. Okay. The single is on iTunes. It has great cover art. looks beautiful. Mr. Oil made that. I think that the, the album title should just be Shut Up Slave. Six 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 dot six six is his don't is his contribution. Ja, Jan Schubert of the Schubert family. Hey, uh, John and Adam, I'm going to in for an interview for a new job this week. I'm looking for some karma. You've got karma. Also six dot six six from Oliver Junga uh, from Parts Unknown. FreeHollowBooks.com. Uh, Again, Jane, he's, Mr. Back. He's, he's, he's back. He's back. Summerfield, North Carolina. FreeHollowBooks. Dot com again. Please mention that we sold two No Agenda section books, and we're donating three dollars and thirty or thirty three dollars and thirty three cents and twenty four dollars for a total of fifty seven thirty three. One's going to the Cowra, New South Wales, Australia, and one to Brisbane. Coincidence? We think not. <laughs> nice, Charles, uh, Quebec, Quebec, Quebec. Simply refer to me as Charles. Hi, John and Adam, avid listener, and one percenter reporting from Gitmo Nation, Meatballs and Hot Blondes, Yeehaw! a.k.a. Sweden. Uh, so he's not from Quebec. Yeah, I, Sweden. I, I got the, the birthday thing lined up in a minute. You don't have to mention that. Okay, he needs it for his friend, and uh, who apparently needs a lot of karma. Oh, okay, it, we'll hand out some karma. Hey, my, oh, 
this thing happened again. Where? Uh, well, I was getting through his master's degree my and thing, my, wedding. My thing broke. Hold on a second. This is really weird. There we go. You've got karma. And finally, he needs a, a douchebag call out because he's a regular listener of No Agenda and DSC, but never donated. Oh. Douchebag. Be a donor, not a boner. Doesn't he need a de-douching? What? No, it's somebody else that needs Oh, to okay. I misunderstood. All right. I can't keep up with this. Uh, that's Double Nickels on the Dime. Also, Jeffrey Hunt, Double Nickels on the Dime from Baltimore, Maryland. Can't wait till your deconstruction of the State of the Union speech. We did that. So full, full of memes and lies. Hell yeah. <laughs> Been listening for three weeks and thinks Adam's a crackpot, but makes some sense sometimes. Uh, at least a very... F- Fluoride should opt in. Something. Best part of waking up is fluoride in my cup. Uh, now and then I hear John on Twitter, and he always makes sense, especially about Sarbanes-Oxley. I'm trying to propagate the message, but I'm amazed how many people don't care. Yeah. But the Kardashians have a new episode coming up again tonight. Yeah, their people care about that. Yeah. Anyway, Carl Barron, uh, parts unknown. Uh, Adam, please teach John how to pronounce the umlauted. In Malmo, you Mal- can't just drop the umlaut and pronounce it as O oh, as you did in the other donor last show. Malmo. 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 <laughs> Whatever. I don't know how to do the umlaut in Malmo. I don't either. I don't know. Obviously. I mean, called out. Yeah. Radu Perluck, $50.50 from North per Chicago, tuck. Illinois. Per tuck? per tuck, I think. Oh, per tuck. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's hard to read. <sighs> I need my reading glasses. He's a long-time listener and slave of the New World Order. At least he knows his place. I was listening to this show, 272, for the first time, catching up while studying pediatric orthopedics. It was a great show! In particular, I'd like to recall one event while listening to the carbon credit section. I prepared myself some tea brewed earlier. We don't need a long narrative. As John and Adam were building up on the discussion, I perked up my listening skills, leaned back in my chair, and taking a big gulp of tea, erroneous choice, apparently seconds later, I spewed the same tea all over my... Oh, he did a spit take. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, why? What was so oh, so awesome? Well, he says, uh, computer, iPads, notes, and carpet. As Adam and John commented on who buys the paper of the buried cow poop... <laughs> Apparently, idiots. <laughs> so we got a lot of awesome suggestions on uh, how to jump on the carbon credits uh, scam. And uh, one of the best ideas was um, if you buy a carbon credit, one of the No Agenda listeners will take a nap. Because when you take a, <laughs> when you take a nap, you take a 30, it's good, isn't it? When you take a 30-minute nap, you're using up less resources. You breathe slower. I like it. So I think uh, I think we could. it would be an excellent carbon credit. I think you're on to something. Yeah, and we, ha- we have like four, you I, know, three, I've four thousand I've been taking more people. naps. I get, you know, around 3 o'clock during this circadian cycle. When it deteriorates, you take a nap sometimes. It's well, yeah. it's well worth a carbon credit. And by the way, someone else pointed out that uh, of CO2... Two-thirds of CO2 is oxygen. Why don't they call it an oxygen credit? Two-thirds, well... Yeah. CO2. There's one, one carbon molecule one carbon and, and two, two oxygen. oxygen. Why is it called a carbon credit instead of an oxygen credit? Well, it's a pretty it's tightly bound. I don't know. Anyway, Steve Quinton, $50.33. We'll get a call out for his son, Connor, for his birthday shortly. Uh, then we have a bunch of $50 donors. Uh, Arthur Kessler, Barry Wilson... 
George Vanderhorst. Hey, George And actually, back. Sir Barry Wilson. I'm sorry for not mentioning that. Isaac Daigle in Brooking, South Carolina. He uh, wants to plug his website, linkboard.org. We, should, we might find it useful, he says. John Spitali, North Canton, Ohio. Joshua Dale. Sir Joshua, sorry. Peter Totes in uh, Sugarland and Daniel Shimio. Well, sorry, Daniel's uh, under the limit, but he's, uh, we mentioned him anyway. <laughs> sorry, Daniel, I didn't mean to say your last name, which <laughs> is, yeah. that was a mistake. Yeah. Okay, anyway, uh, we want to thank all the people who donated that much and uh, all the $33.33 uh, subscribers, which is increasing. And, thank the, and, and the $5, $5. And the $11.11, which we're trying to upgrade everyone who's donating $5 a month to go so, to the... So here, here it is. Um, and you can try this with a, with a friend. Uh, t- take your birth year. Take the last two digits. In my case, will be 64. And add it to the age you will be this year. In my case, that will be uh, 47. And if, you, if the total is 111, then you have to donate 11.11 to the show. Well, I wonder how how often that works out. <laughs> <laughs> it's your birthday, birthday, on no agenda. Happy birthday to uh, Todd Simmons from Australia. Uh, I believe he turns uh, 23. It's either that or 22 because Eric said he turns 223. I doubt that's correct. Uh, it's his, it was his birthday yesterday. Tyler O'Brien turns 27 today, and Charles says happy birthday to Rafael Desilets-Aub on the island of Gotland, Sweden. Gotland, Sweden. I know I butchered the name, I'm sorry, but uh, uh, Rafael turns 26 today. And Steve Quinton uh, has a birthday shout-out for his son, Connor, who turns 6 on this glorious day, the 27th of January, 2011. Happy birthday from your friends here at No Agenda. It's your birthday, yeah! I think uh, you need to uh, extract the blades, uh, John. You got yours. Uh, oops, sorry about that. You did, <laughs> there it is. Uh, oh, perfect. John Efterman, please step forward. John, uh, you bought a No Agenda Challenge coin from NoAgendaChallenge.com. Am I saying that correctly? Let me double check that for a second. Uh, yeah, it is. And uh, because of that, you are now an honorary knight, but it's a full knighthood. We pronounce you Sir John Ebderman, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. NoAgendaChallengeCoin.com, to be uh, exact. And uh, welcome. So we should, welcome we to should the mention, by the way, that the reason that the, the year is 200 and something is because that he was, Todd was giving us the birthday call out for Australia. Oh. Hey, your your modem is clicking again. Did you move something? No, I didn't move anything. Mm, okay, I'm just saying. How's that? Yeah, it's kind of better. Mm. Um, so, um, let me see. I got a couple things here, and I think you have some, definitely have some stuff to... Uh, well, first of all, it cannot be ignored, uh, John. It cannot be ignored that uh, the world is freezing its butt off. And, uh, of course, this does not go well with the uh, global warming climate change theory and all the models. So a couple things. There is a BBC documentary. I've linked to the torrent in uh, the show notes, No Agenda Show. 
com. And uh, it is the the new president of the Royal Society. And he, it's an, it's like an hour long. And he is, it, 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 I, I, I started to pull clips from him. I'm like, no, I, I could just play the whole thing. The whole thing is one big, you're a denier. And you deserve to die because you're a denier. Are you crazy? So, of course, it's hard not to deny the fact that it's pretty damn cold. And uh, in... 2000 everyone was saying kids will never see snow again and here we are 11 years later and uh, kids are seeing plenty of snow plenty yeah. of it so lizards uh, in new york london snowed in airports closed how does that work so we go to um the so compromise are full of crap so we go to the compromised abc news uh diane sawyer uh, tosses to sam champion who uh so whenever there's something <laughs> to be communicated like the new madrid fault or which i also have some news on or the reason behind this incredible uh, reversal of fortune we have. We thought we were going to have beachfront property, nice and warm. Now we're freezing our ass off. Uh, is Well, it's, it's like a refrigerator door opening, John. That's the reason Sam Champion has more. It's hard to believe, but the official end to winter is still a couple of months away. It's hard to believe. This is Diane Sawyer programming you. Hey, not what millions of shivering Americans want to hear after all those weeks of record-breaking storms and Arctic air. But while it may be cold comfort, experts now have some intriguing theories about what has been going on. And here's our ABC weather, weather editor, Sam Champion. So very interesting. Listen to all the words that are being used. Theories, uh, hypotheses, experts. Um, this would fall under the category of science. science. The science is in. So we have to give you an explanation because, you know, even regular folks who don't think about stuff are going, hey, when it's supposed to be warm? Uh, I'm going to ask Sam Champion about that. Three quarters of the United States is frigid cold, while the northern reaches of Canada and Greenland are experiencing temperatures 15 to 20 degrees above normal. Uh-huh. Scientists say it's the Arctic air, normally locked in place, that's seeping down into America. Oh. It's a, it's, it's, there's damn Canadians. They're, they're letting their <laughs> cold seep down on us again, John. A little bit like uh, opening the refrigerator and the cold air uh, comes out and moves into uh, the rest of the room. It may have to do with the melting of the Arctic ice sheet. What? <laughs> <The> ma- <laughs> so, uh, I know. I knew you would love this. What? <laughs> I'll, I'll explain it and then we'll listen. Because the Arctic ice is melting, it's like opening a refrigerator door and then the cold from that melting ice flows down to us in the south. Downhill. <laughs> That's all the yeah, it's downhill. It goes from north to south, from top to bottom. <laughs> Gentle line shows here where the ice was in the seventies. The white area where the ice is now. It's the jet stream that acts as a border between the Arctic air and the rest of the world, normally keeping the frigid air trapped near the North Pole. Some studies now suggest that melting Arctic sea ice is making cold zones warmer weakening the jet stream's grip allowing colder air to spill down south do you get it are you with me yeah are you wow. with, are you with me now <laughs> and by the way sam champion i don't know his credits he looks like a guy who's in the gym all day long it doesn't look like he's studying science it looked like he's working out and working on his tan a recent hypothesis uh, oh, is that this heat coming out this is an, ex- hypothesis. This is an expert out of the ocean is causing 
high pressure over the Arctic during the winter, and, and that's what might be forcing that cold air down to the south. The result, scenes like these, five powerful winter storms in the eastern U.S. since December. That cold air colliding with warmer air, producing blizzards in the northeast, ice in normally mild areas like Atlanta, and then there's the cold. Temperatures since December 1st, 2010, have averaged below normal from Boston to New York City to Chicago and Minneapolis, but even in New Orleans, Atlanta, and Miami. And there may be very little good weather news to look forward to. We're already looking into the possibility that these Arctic intrusions may combine with other weather systems and make it an even tougher spring storm season as well. Diane? Oh, thanks a lot, Sam. Keep the long underwear out. Thanks so much. Great to talk to you. Yeah, it's the Arctic intrusion. The only buzzword I missed. Hey! So it's everywhere. Cold jumps Arctic fence, stoking winter's fury. So the so in other words, when the jet stream, you know, which shifts all over the place, comes and blasts us, it's like you know, it comes down instead of going across Canada or whatever it, it does at any given time. Uh, that has that that's essentially a, a refrigerator door. It's everywhere, John. Here, a chilly rock. future for Britain with regular freezing winters if the Arctic continues to warm up, scientists warn. Now, what you didn't see, and please look at this video. It's in the show notes, obviously, nogendashow.com. When Diane Sawyer's introing Sam Champion, there's literally a polar bear on an, a sheet of ice floating in the Arctic behind her. This is a bullshit photo. Most of the, this, it's a known fact that these the shot of the polar bear is that one of two shots. One, a very famous Photoshop job, and the second one, the curious bear that was that was that jumped onto one of these ice floes so he could examine what was going on with a nearby ship. You know, this is when they when you see the polar bear, you're <laughs> looking at whatever you're seeing as a piece of propaganda yeah. presentation from the get go. And uh, NASA uh, has uh, another cartoon. One of those they have, you know, they have Sid the Science Kid who teaches you that it only hurts for a minute, but the shot is good for you. So they have, they have um, Climate Kids Global Warming, and uh, uh, it's it is so abhorrent. They actually say, well, let me just, you should listen to a little bit of it, John. Here, I'm just going to play it from uh, climate.nsa.gov/kids. Listen to the scary music, kids. It's scary. So, the, Ooh, ain't that so there's a polar bear, the same polar bear only is animated, sitting on a little piece of ice. And by the way, polar bears are expert swimmers. They're expert swimmers, and, they're, and it's been proven that they're not g- going into extinction, that their numbers are actually growing. Yeah, their numbers are up. Their numbers are up. Nobody wants to talk about that. But listen to what, oh, well, listen to what, so there's a little fish swimming by this piece of ice with a polar bear looking really angry on it, and here's the dialogue. Hey, enjoying the show? Excuse me, I'm working. Huh? Kind of far south for a polar bear, ain't ya? Hey, looks like your ice is melting. You don't say. Look, my habitat is shrinking, <gasps> and I obviously fell asleep on the wrong iceberg. What'd you say? Now leave me alone hey. while I calculate how to get home. Ooh, you're missing all the shooting stars. 
How horrible is this? Hey, you forgot to carry the nine! Uh, yeah, look, I had to swim for miles to find a chunk this of my... This is terrible! No, listen, 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 listen to this bit, listen to this bit, listen to this. This is really unbelievable. Uh, yeah, look... I had to swim for miles to find a chunk of ice to climb onto. What'd you say? If I don't get to rest once in a while, <gasps> I won't have enough energy to hunt my next meal. Oh, my God! This is what they're teaching kids! I won't ha- Because of the melting ice, I won't have enough energy to hunt for my next meal. What the F? Unbelievable. Let me re- I'm going to read you something, okay? If yeah. you have a minute, I got yeah, a, it's two I, paragraphs. I, I got, I, on Thursdays and Sundays, I got plenty of time for you, John. The Arctic Ocean is warming up. Ice bergs are growing scarcer, and in some places, the seals are finding the water too hot, according to a report to the Commerce Department yesterday uh, in, in Bergen, Norway. Reports from fishermen, seal hunters, and explorers all uh, point to a radical change in the climate conditions and hitherto unheard of temperatures in the Arctic zone. Exploration expeditions report that scarcely any ice has been met as far north as 81 degrees, 29 minutes. Soundings to a depth of 3,100 meters show that the Gulf Stream is still very warm. Great masses of ice have been replaced by moraines of earth and stones the report continued while at many points well-known glaciers have entirely disappeared very few seals and no whitefish are found in the eastern arctic while vast shoals of herring and smelts which have never been before ventured so far north are being encountered in the old seal fishing grounds within a few years it's predicted that due to the ice melt the sea will rise and make most coastal cities uninhabitable (laughs) november 2nd 1922 by the associated press <laughs> We're all. Are we going to die or not? It's taking now, how too do we long. go from 1922 <laughs> in the Arctic Ocean to the cold bull crap that took place in the 70s back to this the same the same narrative? This was from 1922. People, this is a monstrous scam, and I don't understand how anybody buys into it. Oh. That's it. Just take your meds and shut up. That's all you need to do. Yeah, it's a huge scam. It's a huge scam, and uh, the BBC documentary is actually it's a it's a, a well known series <laughs> called BBC Horizon, and the title is Science Under Attack because people are attacking science. They don't Ooh, believe in science funny. anymore. It's it's a it's a wonderful wonderful piece to watch. Unfortunately. You will find it wonderful as an awakened person who listens to No Agenda, not the way the makers intended it. The makers intended to tell you that you are stupid, need to shut up, and not question the science. Because the science is in. Or... The science is in! Science! The CDC uh, is uh, doing something kind of frightening as we come up on the flu season again. Mm -hmm. And... uh, They've been doing call-out research, John. Call-out research from the Centers for Disease Control. We have a clip. Hello, I'm calling on behalf of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. We are conducting a nationwide study about childhood immunizations. Would you please call us toll-free at 1-866-999-3340 to let us know whether or not there are any children living or staying in this household. The number again is one eight six six nine 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 three three four zero. Right, you. right. I'll be calling what? right. Yeah, I'll be calling right away. We want we want to see if uh, you've got children in your household and have you given them their shots. That's what that's about. That's the Centers for Disease Control checking up on you. How you doing? Wow. How you doing? Yeah. Play that Nazi stuff again. Holy crap. 
Meanwhile, what are the kids doing today in in these states of Gitmo Nation? It is becoming a trend among teenagers and college students. Vodka eyeballing. Fox 41's <laughs> Valerie Chin explains this. Hey, you got kids who can drink. Are they vodka eyeballing? No. You know what this is? Apparently, they drink uh, vodka through their eyeball. <laughs> Correct, sir. Dangers and the serious. Con- I, I should have played the Ask John clip. Consequences of putting vodka straight into your eye. It's a dangerous what? drink. That's gotta hurt. This is bogus. No, man. Listen. Drinking listen. game with two things that don't mix: vodka and your eyes. <laughs> this is bullcrap. No, no. They've got tons of proof. Teens and college students are finding a new use for vodka. It's called vodka eyeballing or vodka balling. (laughs) Seen in dozens of YouTube videos, instead of drinking vodka, they're tipping back their heads and either taking the bottle or just a shot glass full, and they're pouring the vodka straight into their eyes. This is bull crap. (laughs) Some kids have dreamed this up just to fool the media. All the kids are doing it, John, and we've got to stop them. We've this got is like that gag you try to pull with the with shaving with butter. I don't know about the shaving with butter. I never did that. Try it. Use butter instead of shave cream. What happens? And you get a really great shave. Check it out. <laughs> tell me what happens, please. Tell me. Tell me that's it. bad. You'll fight, figure it out. Anyway, as we close out the uh, the biodiversity segment, um, I just want to call out GE as incredible douchebag. For their introduction of their new word, eco-magination. Oh, yeah. What a bunch of douchebags. Eco-magination. Eco-magination. Give me a break. Please. Listen, would somebody please... We've, we've got tons of people who, uh, who understand uh, trading and uh, markets. We've got people who work... People in our audience who are, uh, you know, work at Goldman Sachs. At, uh, we got people. We've got people who understand this stuff. Let's set up the carbon credit. You buy a carbon credit. And a, a, a member of the No Agenda listening audience will take a nap, okay? Because it's so ridiculous, it just might work. Yeah, it might. Nap n- nap for your environment. <laughs> nap, nap for progress. <laughs> nap for the future. Nap for the future. Yeah, now, now you're talking. Win the future with a nap. <laughs> we got to come up with some good ones. I'd like a, a nap, nap for the future, I think, kind of works. Yeah. Yeah. Nap and live. <laughs> so if you want to transition, I've got one. Nap for humanity. Ooh, I like nap for humanity. Yeah, so, yeah, we can, we, yeah, we'll come up with something good. Someone will come up with a jingle, too, by the way. We get a lot of jinglers. We got some, uh, we got some really good jingles. Again. Again. You guys are so awesome. Hey, we got this one. Have you heard this one yet? Before it's a crime, it's pre-crime. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we'd use it, but it's pretty funny. Yeah. So uh, I got a blooper. Oh, that's always fun. Now tell me if you. I'm gonna just play. play the clip straight up, and you tell me if you can find it in the in this in this clip. Okay, hold on. A oh, for some reason, my system is not like. It's on a local news stash station. Oh, here it is. Okay. Six days after a teacher in Marin County disappeared, police are now finally beginning the search for the 53-year-old. Police won't say why it's taken them so long to launch an investigation into the disappearance of Deborah Schmidt. The teacher was declared missing after she failed to show up for work last Thursday at Terra Linda High. She was apparently vodka balling. Deborah Schmidt. <laughs> That's I love funny. it when it's on TV. Yeah, that is funny. And then they try to play it off like that wasn't funny. 
Dude, that yeah. The other guy who was the, uh, normally the sportscaster was this co-anchor, and he was just not gonna. Yeah, that didn't. He didn't just even happen. give her the eye or anything. He's just like, no, nothing happened. No, nothing that, happened. I didn't hear it. No, no, that, no, 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 no. That didn't happen. Uh, uh-uh. no, that didn't happen. Remember the um, that uh, that trader in uh, commodities trader in Gitmo Nation East who bought up all the cocoa. Remember that? He was trying to corner the market on cocoa. Yeah, vaguely. Yeah. Well, guess what happened? It may affect your sweet tooth. President-elect Alassane Ouattara has called for a month-long ban on cocoa exports from the West African nation. Ouattara is the U.N.-sanctioned winner of the country's November presidential election, but... So, there you go. U.N.-sanctioned, i.e. shill from the U.N., put in, and uh, he immediately cuts off all cocoa exports. Prices skyrocket. Good move. Think someone was in on that one? The, the 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 UN is the most, is a corrupt operation. It's a it's a criminal organization. I'm convinced of it now. Yeah. And by the way, I've got this clip here. I'd like to add, you know why does it do do you know um, what's what's the name of the people that lived there originally? The, Slaves? No, the people that were there before the slave traders showed up. The uh, indigenous oh. is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> slaves, indigenous. Okay, well they're slaves, slaves. now, but yeah. why? Well, there are slaves in this situation. I want you to play the Bolivian clip. But why do countries like Bolivia or Peru, for that matter, even though you don't have Peru in this story, why are these people subject to the whims of the United Nation when it comes to their their natural inclinations and and traditions? And in this case, we're discussing the the chewing of the coca leaf, uh, which is a very healthy thing to do. It doesn't get anybody stoned or anything. And I have actually been to Peru and been in the high in the Andes where everybody chews the leaves or you, you literally can't move. You, you need to chew coca leaves to wander around at 14,000 feet. It's just not that easy. I'm chewing them right now. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is you don't get a buzz or anything, and it's a very traditional thing to do, and it's and it, the only reason they're chewing these leaves is not because they're addicted to them, it's because they're practical. And so I play this clip, and this is like a disgusting situation. The Bolivians have to protest because the U.N. doesn't want them doing this practice. They want them, I guess, to drop dead up in the high Andes. Indigenous activists in Bolivia have been holding a mass coca-chewing protest as part of a campaign to end an international ban on the practice. Hundreds of people chewed the leaf outside the U.S. Embassy in La Paz and in other cities. The plants used in the Andes as a mild stimulant against fatigue and hunger. Our reporter, Matija Kibitza, to one of the protests. Hundreds of indigenous Bolivians came to La Paz from many parts of the country and marched down to the embassy of the United States. United States! They shouted, coca is not cocaine, and sat on the ground for hours. Yeah, if they were chewing on poppies, it wouldn't be a problem. Like, coca yeah. is not cocaine. That's the point. <laughs> now, 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 let me get my story about I've tried this and I've used it in the high Andes. And uh, mm. let me just give you an example. I'm, I'm with a group of people. I'm probably the oldest guy in the group except for the people that live up in this little town. I mean, there's a lot of old timers up there. But now, was this, uh, was know, this, was I immediately was this a press timers that had a big bag of this stuff. Was this a, and they showed me how to chew it, what you do with it. and the rest. So I chewed it up. And there was a couple of younger people there in their twenties. Oh no, I know it's addictive. I'm going to die. I can't have this. I, I've heard it's nothing you should be doing. So they didn't chew. Okay. So we're walking around, walking around, and I swear to God, these two people, 
the, the two would refuse to chew the coca leaf, were just about to drop dead. Right. And it was just, you have me, the older guy, wandering, you know, rocketing past them, you know, trying to, you know, get to, back to the bus. <laughs> I and these bet guys, you were. You're like, I'm Jesse DeVork. There's no way you could do that. But, but, but these guys are bent over. I mean, we're talking about you have to walk 100 yards. Bent over every 10 yards. Bent over completely, hold, put their hands on their knees and breathing heavily, trying to catch their breath. Uh, and then they walk another 10 yards, the same thing. It was just astonishing to me. And the fact of the matter is this is bull crap, this, this, this ban on the practice as, as though it's some sort of, uh, you know, these guys are all strung out. Coca is not cocaine. So let me ask you this question. Um, in Afghanistan, CNN reports, in a far-flung corner of northern Afghanistan, Aziza reaches into a dark wooden cupboard, rummages around, and pulls out a small lump of something wrapped in plastic. She unwraps it, breaking off a small chunk as if it were chocolate, and feeds it to her four-year-old son, Omadula. It's his breakfast, a lump of pure opium. If I don't give him opium, he doesn't sleep, she says, and he doesn't let me work. I bet it does knock him on his butt. <laughs> we give the children opium whenever they get sick as well, she says. I bet that's actually probably good. Pure opium it probably does help you if you're sick. With it no probably does. It wouldn't hurt. Oh, this is part of Obamacare. With no real medical care in these parts and the high cost of medicine, all families out there, out here know is opium. Yeah, well, why did the UN go in there and crack down? No way. This is good. We need to make more opium. This is our business, dude. Yeah, it's a pathetic situation. It's our business. We love it. So, you know, we what were we doing last week? You know, dailies come in. You know, all, everything's Chicago-centric. I thought it was amusing with all this Chicago-centric news and the fact that, of course, Rahm Emanuel, who was not on the ballot one minute, and then the next minute because of, you know, he doesn't live in Chicago and hasn't lived in Chicago, but he wants to be mayor, uh, they, they quickly turned that around, didn't they? And I understand it's actually in the uh, Illinois Constitution. Uh, it says specifically that if you um, are a sitting senator or uh, official, not the chief of staff or, or Ari Emanuel's brother, that doesn't count, um, that you can um, come back after you know, any period of time and be eligible for a position like that, but not if you're, if you're you know, he, he, was not a, uh, he was not in office in Illinois. Right. It's, it's in the Illinois Constitution. Well, Constitution. Schmonstitution. <laughs> exactly. So let's play new TV show. Oh, no. Hold on a second. This sounds promising. Let's do this. We're not going to ride the city. We're going to pick the cases that really matter. How do I know I can trust you? You don't need to worry about me. I'm terrified that something's going to happen to you. Please, 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 please. This is about now and the cop killer. Resisting. Welcome to zero tolerance. You disobeyed my explicit orders. You want to take on corruption? This is how it's done. Chicago Code premieres Monday, February seventh on Fox. Oh yeah, what's it called? Fifty nine Chicago Code. Chicago Code. <laughs> number one show again. Wow! Wow! Now playing on channel thirty three over Milwaukee. Where the talent is big. Is that still the same promo? No, it's, it's some other crappy oh, promo. Oh, wow. But did you notice that Chicago the uh, code. welcome to zero tolerance? Yeah. You know, all the memes Shut are in there. Shut up, slave. I love it. No, oh, that's awesome. Good one. Yeah, you know it's going to suck. <laughs>
love it. That's just amazing. So, you know, we missed the big news story. Oh, oh, uh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. And now, back to real news. Oprah has a half-sister. Yeah, well, that, well, that's the real news story, but this was a re- that's good. Yeah, you got me on that. I forgot about that one. That Whoa. is the real news story. And, and, and what I love so much, because, you know, Mickey, who, if I mean, you met her before we actually were together, and she was a different person then. And I say, hey, you missed the big news story. I said, Oprah has a half-sister. She says, oh, how convenient, right in time for the promotion of her new network. I'm like, oh, baby, I love you. You understand it so much. Totally gets it. I think most of our listeners are on that level now. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, I know. It's just, and, and Oprah's in tears and the whole yeah. thing. Right. What, what, what did we miss? <laughs> what, uh, what, what big news story? There's no meat in a Taco Bell taco. <laughs> but there is sawdust, apparently. <laughs> I loved it so much. It was so fun. Like, really? Huh? There's no meat in there? Huh? <laughs> Lawsuit filed in beef over Taco Bell meat, quote unquote. Apparently, it's like thirty-five percent beef. Thirty-five percent of the taco filling was was a solid, and just fifteen percent overall was protein. Thirty-five uh, percent was solid. I, they don't, how much meat was in there is like still mysterious. <laughs> it was sawdust. I'm telling you, it was sawdust. That's all that it is. It's pathetic. What, what, that people didn't know that or that it's actually true? Well, that's actually kind of part of it. It's kind of pathetic that this went on for so long. Where's the FTC? Where's all these agencies, these great government agencies that Ron Paul wants to shut down for obviously good reasons? They're not doing their job. How does this go on? This has been going on for apparently a decade where there's the meat is not meat. It's not even enough percentage to say it's beef. Where are these great government agencies that are supposed to be protecting the public because we have such great food in this country, as Obama mentioned in his keynote or his uh, uh, State of the Union? Where is everybody? Somebody has to sue in court. We don't need government agencies if that's how it's going to be done. Anybody could. I mean, that's if it's going to just go to the court system. I mean, this is unbelievable to me. This is like the the SEC and the and the Madoff thing. What you know? What good are they if they can't stop a guy who's ripping off fifty billion plus dollars? I mean, we, these agencies are useless. Keep going. That's it. <laughs> John C. Dvorak's pet peeve of the day. And well, I'm actually in agreement with Ron Paul when he says well, we should shut down the Department of Energy. What do they do? The Department of Education. Somebody pointed out on one of these talk shows that the Department of Education. We have one in the United States. In Canada, there is no such department, and all their kids come up with higher scores than our kids with no department. What does the Department of Education do? It takes money from the states and then gives the money back to the states. It's a huge scam. Well, it determines the curriculum, which is the which is and the, it does the scary that too, part. The propaganda that's the scary part. Yeah, that's the scary part, and it puts global warming crap into the books and uh, and uh, anti-Muslim propaganda into the books. Uh, kids who listen to the show send it to me all the time. They scan their school books and say, oh, my God, I can't believe it. You know, the history of the Islam faith, and it goes back to, like, Muhammad, and then it goes right up to the World Trade Center, uh, uh, 9-11. That's in the timeline of the of the Islam faith. <laughs> in in actual school books. It's crazy. Well, I'll tell you where we're, where we're headed. This is, um, uh, this made me kind of uh, laugh. Where is a Jaya? Jaya? Petaling, How do you spell Jaya? Petaling Jaya. 
Petaling. How do you spell it? Uh, J-A-Y-A. Petaling Jaya. I have no idea. This has got to be... It's, I think this is an African country, isn't it? It's, I don't uh, think it's a country. Sounds more like an island. The J-A-Y-A? Yeah. The Institute of Medical Research... Oh, and near Bentong. Where's Bentong? Come on, John. Don't you know this stuff? Who knows any of this? Who been? I mean, there's, they keep changing the names of these places. <laughs> here, Jaya. Here, uh, uh, I'm looking. At, uh, no, Malaysia. There is no Jaya. It's, I think it's Malaysia. This is probably Malaysia. Where's B- Bentong? Sounds Malaysian. I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, the Institute there's Subang Jaya. Which is in Malaysia. And yeah, Jaya is there's, there's a bunch of. Yeah, there's Putrajaya, Pedaling Jaya, yeah, Subang Jaya, Damansara Jaya, Jaya Kalana yeah. Jaya, Siobhan Jaya. They're Malaysia. all in Malaysia. Malaysia. Oh, and there's also a city in Bangladesh. Okay. Well, this, I think, is Malaysia. The Institute of Medical Research released 6,000 genetically modified mosquitoes in a forest near Bentong last month to test their flight range. An ability to survive in a fresh attempt by the government to combat dengue fever. And uh, according to an IMR statement, the release was made December 21st. The experiment concluded on January 5th. Of course, people are a little bit upset. Uh, People think it's deplorable that the IMR uh, chose to announce this release of genetically modified, possibly infected mosquitoes a month after they've already done it. The statement from the National Biosafety Board, and pay attention, human resources and Gitmo Nation, this is coming. The quote is, it does not matter whether the public likes it or not. (laughs) (laughs) I like at least they're honest. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Like, okay. I think we should be saying that here more often. Yeah, we should just say, they should say that in Congress. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Like it or lump it. Yeah. (laughs) Like it or lump it, just take a nap. That's what y'all need to do. Take a little nap. Uh, bath salts now um, illegal Ooh. in Florida. Yeah. Sales and possession of bath salt illegal. Uh, another uh, no agenda first. You heard you heard about the uh, the kids getting high on the bath salts. It's okay because we'll just move right along. We'll just move on to uh, vodka balling. And I got this so vodka thing. I'm gonna. This is bull crap. <laughs> and I got who s- bought in? What what network bought into this? And I got. Can you s- imagine here? They're just like <laughs> suckering some bonehead at the network to try it. So you take a shot glass of vodka, then you throw it into your eye. Oh, brother, that's gotta hurt like hell. By the way, um, it's not just any old bath salt. It is only Route 69, White Rush, Bolivian Bath, Vanilla Sky. And a few others. I have. I don't have. Oh, we have a video clip. Hold on a second. Oh, this is cool. We they have a all statement. Sound like uh, drugs. Hold on. We have a statement. I think. Hold on, can I? Can I play this? How does this work? Hold on. Let's see. See if we can. This will be fun. Let's listen to this. Oh, don't tell me. We'll have, probably have a pre-roll first. Where is this coming oh, it's from? It's always a pre-roll. Yeah. Do you suffer from painful, cramping, oh. achy legs that interfere with your daily activities? That's interesting. Activity? Only this one channel. Problem for both men and Vascular Associates LLC. My God, that's a horrible commercial with only the left channel. That's bad. Let's see if uh, if the report is only one channel. Then uh, let's see. you. Bath salts that go by the names Route 69, White Rush, Bolivian Bath, Vanilla Sky, and many others were banned today by the state. Attorney General Pam Bondi issued an emergency order this afternoon, making it a felony to sell or possess the salt. A felony! (laughs) 
ain't no salt for you. News Channel 7's Erica Rayco joins us live in our newsroom. More, Erica. Yes, Nisa, Attorney General Pam Bondi called a news conference late this afternoon where she announced the filing of an emergency rule that will add substances containing MDVP, which is the ingredient in bath salts, to the schedule of controlled substances. Bondi was joined by Bay County Sheriff Frank McKeithen and other law enforcement officials. MDVP. That's bull crap. You can't make an ex post facto law. If I bought those bath salts last week before the law passed and I possessed them, it wouldn't be a felony for me to possess them. It's some. It's something I've been. It's it's in play. You can't pass a law after the fact. Oh, surely you are mistaken, Mister Dvorak, because you are a stupid slave and need to shut up. Don't question the law. Take your meds. Take your meds. FDLE Commissioner Gerald Bailey and Representatives Jimmy Petronas, Marty Coley, and Brad Drake. Ooh. Together, they announced that due to... <laughs> they ha- and, oh, you got to see this video. So they got the bath salt, like, tipped out on the table. It looks like a big pile of coke. The violent Well, then nature- they're committing a felony. <laughs> the side effects involved with substances containing MDVP, the state is filing the emergency rule. It's the emergency rule. Apparently, the emergency rule supersedes everything else you've learned. Bondi says this will provide law enforcement with the tools necessary tools. to take tools. Tools. off the shelves and protect the abusers from themselves and others. She went on to say these drugs are dangerous and should not be confused with any type of common bath product. Oh. Sure looks like a bath. Tools. We need some more tools. So I got so many, I'm not going to get into it, but I got so many emails about the salt conversation we had and uh, about, actually not salt, but sodium. Sodium. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. It's only 40% of sodium chloride. I got a million of them. But uh, I did like the, uh, so basically the, 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 it's like sugar. You know, we just, instead of saying salt or say sodium chloride, are you clipping your nails again? Uh, that's funny. Sounds like it, but no, I'm doing this. Are you bored? Am I annoying you or something? <laughs> no, it's just something I'm doing. Oh, okay. Well, do it quietly. Um, so the, the uh, people pointed out a lot of uh, sodium that uh, you that should be reduced, uh, i.e. <laughs> monosodium glutamate. Yeah. MSG. It would be good if that was reduced, although we don't think the government means that. Um, sodium bicarbonate, probably also in our food. That should be reduced. That's baking soda. Seems, un- yeah. Um, sodium hydroxide is definitely one we don't want in our food. That's uh, caustic soda, better known as lye. Yeah, there's actually a little so in the, in the coffee drink kava uh, to uh, neutralize the acid. They actually use sodium hydroxide. And how about in the coffee? sodium thiopenta? Uh, isn't that the truth serum? No, that's the, <laughs> yeah, that'll send you right to the, the, to the land of the truth. That is, the, I think, the, uh, the sodium they inject if they're going to kill you by lethal injection. Oh, okay, well, uh, I, which I think is also truth serum. They just give you more. <laughs> it's the Ministry of Truth. Wow, I didn't know that. Is, I thought that was sodium pentothal. Uh, I think there's a bunch of these. There are, there's a variety of them. Yeah, sodium pentothal is the main one for truth serum. But I think this thing is related or it's similar. There's something I, I re- was reading about this once a couple of years ago, and it's vague to me now. Well, apparently, Ohio is switching its lethal injection drug to one typically used to euthanize animals following a worsening shortage of the original drug. Yeah, this shortage thing is kind of annoying. It's apparently, they only can get it from China, hmm. where they make it in high quantities, apparently. <laughs> and put it in the... Uh the baby formula 
which they shipped to us. Anyway, so uh, we don't need to go back to the topic other than uh, just pay attention to the words people use. That's all. And talking about policing, play this clip and let's listen to this clip on weird gang report. And there's a couple of, I don't know, maybe it's just a poor presentation or they misread the teleprompter. I'm not absolutely sure, but it actually makes no sense. It's a protest going on in Oakland by gangs, at least one gang in particular, about anti-gang kind of uh, legislation, local legislation to allow the police to pick up gang members uh, more easily. Youth groups demanding more city programs and less police enforcement showed up at Oakland City Hall today to fight a proposed injunction against members of the Norteño gang. City Attorney John Russo and police are pushing for the legal maneuver to curb crime in the city's Fruitvale District. That injunction would allow cops to arrest gang members involved in any type of illegal activity. Protesters say it gives police too much license to racially profile people of color. They're also calling for an end to the city attorney's temporary gang injunction already in place in North Oakland. So let me, here's the sentence that has me baffled. Okay. It allows police to arrest anyone involved in illegal activity. Right. Well, don't they have this anyway? I mean, what do you mean? It allows them to arrest people involved in illegal activity. I don't understand it myself. Okay. I just want to make sure it wasn't me. Quick trip around Gitmo Nation, everybody. Uh, We have uh, Gitmo Nation East, a lot of interesting things happening. Um, Police now standing outside of clubs. As the human resources try to enter the club, they uh, scan their money and their uh, other possessions for traces of drugs. If uh, it's found, they lock you up. They take you away. All the money has traces of drugs. Of course it does. It's a known fact. They've um, also started tagging bottles of alcohol uh, with a a marker. Now, where was this? Where is this tracing the drug thing? Where is this? Gitmo Nation uh, East, Britain. All the money has traces of drugs. That's the joke of it. Well, right. I, I can open... They just I, want to shut... They're, they're trying to get people in England to stop going out. Here's the... Uh, this is in Kent. Armed with mobile trace. That's a GE device, by the way. Uh, you know, GE, that's the, the guy who uh, our president just uh, appointed to head honcho of all things competition and economics. GE. Armed with mobile trace and itemizer trace detection units and supported by drug dogs... Kent officers set up posts at local hotspots with full cooperation of their owners and require testing for narcotics as a condition of entry. We scan you, slave. What? Yeah, we're, they're scanning the kids to see if there's any drugs. If you've been, it's like a like if you've been in contact with explosives. Only this is for drugs. And uh, oh, there's a there's a it's unbelievable. This pre-crime is what it is. Yeah, totally pre-crime. I, I'm actually stunned that the the people of Great Britain uh, put up with this in in the way that they do. Well, Did you know we never mentioned Dvorak.org slash NA or... Really? Uh, no, that's bad. ChannelDvorak.com slash NA. That's bad. That's very bad. Well, we can do it at the end of the show, which is nigh. Oh, the, and one other... Uh, let me just finish the Gitmo Nation roundup because there, there is some in- interesting stuff. Uh, Gitmo Nation Fjord, Norwegian police... Uh, seeking information on two bloggers, uh, took data from 7,000 accounts, so there's no privacy there. China 
Gitmo Nation Kung Fu plans a new megacity. 42 million people will live in this megacity. Wow. Yeah, that's... that's. You know, they have a bunch of these these moribund, these, these kind of dormant cities that they're waiting to put people into. This is the one. It was the ones we talked about. Yeah. It's actually quite interesting. I'd love to get a tour of some of these places before they're actually populated. You know, uh, this morning I got a Skype call from Eli Roth, my, uh, my friend uh, who's director. Uh, he does... Uh, he's well known for his horror movies. He's out in... Uh, uh, in China, he's been there for two months, and he's filming a movie with Riza called The Man with the Iron Fists, it's like Lucy yeah. Liu and Russell Crowe and stuff. And uh, and he's like, you know, everything's great here. They got like 700 people a day on the set. <laughs> 700 people. And they're making all the wardrobe by hand. This is an amazing country. Um, but he had regular internet through a VPN. That sounds right. Yeah. He's just like, oh, you know, it sucks a little because we are going through a VPN, but, you know, I can get everything I want. I can get to the Great Wall, the Firewall of China. He's out somewhere near Shanghai, I guess. He told me I forgot. Um, well, I'm surprised these movie guys haven't done a deal with China to use these moribund cities, these... these, these right, as sets. No, I, I, as I, sets. Think, I think that's close. He, I, mean, the, I think if he did this movie in the United States, now, granted, it's a kung fu movie, so it kind of makes sense... Uh, to do it there, uh, it would have cost them ten times as much. I mean, the uh, Shanghai is the new Toronto for the movie business. And he just, and but he says uh, the well, happy the ha- they shoot most. He of says stuff the happy Vancouver. endings in Shanghai are not so happy. That was the uh, that was the basic message. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I guess the hookers are no good. I don't know. <laughs> it's Eli. You got to know Eli. Um, Of course, we had this uh, horrible, and I think that it hasn't been used against us yet, but this horrible uh, bomb uh, explosion in in the Moscow airport. Yeah. Now, uh, it was at arrivals, not at departures and not at the, I don't know, but, you know, this is going to be more scanners for everybody. Uh, It's going to be used against us, whatever. It sounds really bad what happened there in Gitmo Nation Babushka. Um, we have, um, I did down under, uh, we borscht, have, <laughs> borscht, right. Uh, Gitmo nation pickled herring. That's Denmark. Uh, the government there is, uh, telling their slaves that they will be raising the age, uh, that you can, uh, go, uh, with, take your pension or retire to 71. Wow. 71. That's pushing it. That's, uh, that's, well, there you go. 71. I tell you. And, yeah, we're, uh, that's going to happen here. And I discovered something very interesting. Um, now, you are quite religious about calling yourself John C. Dvorak. Yeah. Is there a particular, can I just ask you, is there a particular reason for that? Yeah, there's a lot. It's just a, uh, well, for one thing, there's four writers named John Dvorak. Okay, right. And each one of them is different, and they have a different middle initial, and it's one, it's a good point to differentiate. And also... Uh, I think it just sounds better, and I like it. I like the looks of it better. I I like everything about it. So I think I, my uh, your middle name is Charles, I believe. Uh, it's computer. You're right. My middle name is Clark, so I'm Adam Clark Curry, and I believe that I actually that's a good sounding name. It is. I I believe I have to move towards using my full name, and I'll tell you why. Adam uh, Clark Curry. Yeah. Uh, I I think I have to move towards using the full name, or at least the middle initial. Um, now, uh, Mickey and I have, uh, we decided we want to move out of here for a number of reasons. One, um, it's expensive, uh, two, and you know, uh, we live now on, uh, on the support of the show. 
and I, you know, I got my daughter. It doesn't matter. It's expensive. And I think probably now compared to a year ago, we can get something maybe even bigger for less money. So we're, we're looking around. That will continue. Yes, that will continue. And we don't mind moving around from year to year. That's okay. We're, we're, we're nomads like that. And it's good. I, I, I want it. But we, we do agree that at least for the time being, we have to live in the milieu of, uh, milieu of Los Angeles because it's important for the show. You would agree, right? I mean, you you, you got to be up there in the kind of northern Silicon Valley for your work, and it's important for the show. If I live in, in well, it's also important for Mickey if she wants to get a job as an actor. She need to be in the milieu. She actually said that she um, would be prepared to move to Montana or Australia. If uh, Australia, well, you know, she might get work there. I th- yeah, she can work anywhere. But, the, but no, that's, well, not Montana, no, she's no. not getting a job there. Forget it. But that's beso- well. That's beside the point. Um, so uh, now we got this place. As you know, this is a former house that was used by Vivid Entertainment it's, uh, for porn movies. And um, the uh, landlord, landlady, is uh, definitely of dubious nature. And uh, she did not do a credit check when we said we want to rent this place. She said, just give me my deposit and you're good to go. So uh, if you want to rent a place, particularly these days, uh, you get a credit check. Now, what do we know about Adam's credit? Adam has no credit. It's been destroyed somehow. And uh, and I'm like, you know, I'm freaking out because, like, you know, we, we want to move, but I, if I get a credit check, it's like I get denied for everything. It's literally. Even Southwest Airlines keeps sending me, oh, get our credit card. And I keep getting denied. I don't need one because I like, I like living on cash, but, you know, if you want to get a house, uh, and unless you want to somehow magically pay a year in advance, then you have got to have a, a reasonable credit check. So um, I do one of those uh request my credit report and i start looking at what's going on because i need to fix whatever is wrong i have a credit score of almost 800 i'm like what what and that's like outstanding credit right yeah turns out if i if i use the name adam clark curry it's all good if i use the name adam curry there's like a huge lockdown. It's like grab the guy and put him in uh, in handcuffs. Well, this may relate back to the it, to the exactly, terrorist. Adam Curry. Exactly, it does relate back to when I was denied entry into the country for over a year, and I had to go through secondary and tertiary screening process, and they would never tell me what was going on, other than that some evil Adam Curry apparently in Oklahoma. Uh, I thought it was in uh, the Dakotas. No, I thought it was Oklahoma. But uh-huh. now, but now you look at the credit report. So it has my previous address in New Jersey from uh, 20 years ago. I'm sorry, 12 years ago. Uh, but then it has an address in Florida and an address in upstate New York. So, I mean, I got real problems with my identity. When did you live in upstate New I York? I didn't. I didn't. I never lived there. I never lived in Florida. But it's on my credit report. And that's, of course, because of the evil Adam Curry, which is why I have to start using Adam Clark Curry on everything in order to to move freely in this Gitmo nation. Huh. It's weird, right? Yeah, it is weird. I mean, I thought everything, oh, the Social Security number was going to clear all this up. No. No, it doesn't. So Yeah, you have an enviable credit rating. Eight hundred is like it's it's seven hundred. Yeah, it's like here. I was here. Take the take the Lamborghini right now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, just a quick uh, note on the earthquake machine. We have a wait dry. A minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on before you leave this topic. Uh-huh. Do you want to be called Adam Clark Curry? I think I have. And with Adam Clark Curry, I think I have to move to that. 
Well, you don't have to be called that on your, as your show business name. Well, I'm not in show business anymore. What do you know? Oh. I mean, what about the show? This is a show. It's a show business. I'm in the truth business. Uh, well, you have to kind of... Uh, Adam Clark Curry. That has a ring to it. Adam Clark. I'm Adam Clark Curry. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, you sound like a bogus uh, <laughs> BBC guy. The science and, is on. Adam Clark Curry. And in uh, Nepal, Adam Clark Curry has yes. a report. Thank you, John C. Dvorak. I'm Adam Curry here in Nepal, where we are currently uh, experiencing the Mauve Revolution. All right, everyone in uh, British Columbia, today is not the real big one. It's just a drill for a dry run in case you get the big one. That's the earthquake machine uh, test. And uh, for those of you following the new Madrid, or as we say, Madrid, um, which I uh, have um, said probably we're going to have an earthquake there in May... That's when they're going to turn it on. Uh, the FEMA people have uh, sent out an RFI, a request for information for prepackaged commercial meals and hydration supplies for disaster relief. So I don't know how does that work with a drill? Uh, it, you know, it's like pointless. <laughs> but they're actually asking for like millions of prepackaged meals. Why? Because I think they're going to turn on the earthquake machine there. Well. It seems pretty sketchy. I saw this report, too, and I'm going, wow. Well, well, did you see the RFI? It's on an official website. It's an, it's an official FEMA request for, for information. Or do you just think they just want to know what it's going to cost and see? Because they, they need to have this stuff ready. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Scam. Instead of doing the real work, put out an RFI and then, uh, or RFP for all matters, and you can get to look at the prices. Huh. That that's could, a cheap ass way to, to do research. <laughs> I like it. That could be. That's a good one, actually. I hadn't thought of that one. Yeah. All right. Uh, I see you have um, science in schools. Do we need that, or is that? Uh, nah, it's not important. No. Huh? All right. Then she's uh, talking about the fact that the matter is that it, it, you know the science test came out showed that everyone's an idiot, but <laughs> California apparently is right at the bottom of the list. I mean, what happened to California? Well, um, we're about to, apparently everyone loves the uh, new taxes Jerry Brown wants to put on us. That's what the Ministry of Truth is saying. Yeah, everyone's all for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. People, yeah. the general public, from my experience over the years, loves being taxed. Yeah, we love it. 41% say, let's do it now, Jerry. We love you for it. We're already paying 10% income tax here, in addition to our 35% uh, federal tax. Oh, well. Uh, So I will do an end-of-show clip, which is uh, M4GW, um, a fine cover of the Monkees, I'm a Believer. The song is called I'm a Denier, uh, currently in heavy rotation on the No Agenda stream. Uh, Once again... remind people to help us out with the contribution to Dvorak.org slash NA, the No Agenda donation page. If you don't know it... Check it out. Noagendashow.com also has a link to that. And channeldevorak.com slash NA. Uh, and we'd appreciate it. And just take a look at all the great stuff you get for it. Besides this show, two times a week, you get the No Agenda stream with all of its interactivity and the show notes. And uh, lots of love from Gitmo Nation West. In the and you also public. get the, the kind of information and, and, and insight that allows you to annoy all your friends. And relatives. And relatives. (laughs) Until they turn you in. They denounce you. So, uh, 
Enjoy your denunciation. We'll talk to you on Sunday. I'm Adam Curry in Gitmo Nation West, uh, People's Republic of Southern California. And in northern Silicon Valley, where spring has sprung, uh, or so it seems, it's a bluff. I'm John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again for early morning service Sunday, right here on No Agenda. Thought the earth was heating up like a foreman grill. I thought the poles were melting like a fondue pot. I was a greenie. I hated SUVs. I used to cringe when cows would cut the cheese. Then I checked the facts. Now I'm a denier. We can all relax. The plan is just fine. It was all a hoax. I'm a denier. The world's not on fire. It's just a lie. It turns out global warming was just a Ponzi scheme. Seems the more lies they told, the more money they got. They got Nobel Prizes And an Oscar too Seemed like there was nothing we could do Then came Climate Gate Now I'm a denier There is no debate Or doubt in my mind It was all a hoax I'm a denier Will's not on fire It's just a lie The science is in! They got Nobel Prizes And an Oscar too It seemed like there was nothing we could do Then came Climate Gate Now I'm a denier There is no debate Was all a 